Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates gamblers nfl fans college football fans anybody i might have left out far and wide welcome in to episode number 132 of the talking the line podcast on this beautiful Friday of bets, also known as, so you don't have to check your calendar, September 24th, 2021. Now, I know you saw the title. I know if you're a member of the TTL Faithful, you know that we have an absolutely loaded show on tap for you here today. But hey, before we get into all of that, as always, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on you know the drill if you're watching on youtube and you have not already hit that notification bell so you never miss the start of another live show or any additional content dropping but if you are listening to the audio version on your favorite podcast directory make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well because we do release the audio after every live show is over next item up on the docket you can be so kind you can find it in your heart you got a couple extra seconds to do so please after you get done smashing those notification bells and subscribe buttons hit the like button leave us a comment leave us a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live hit the share button too if you wouldn't mind send it on over to your brothers sisters uncles friends neighbors enemies anybody you so please we are for the first time better all the way up to the daily degenerate and we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will see two links there. The first one is the one I want you to focus on. It is the TTL link tree. Smash that bad boy and all in one central location. You will see the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by for another loaded Friday of hunting winners, dishing out winners, and then cashing tickets the entire rest of the season and weekend. All that being said, you saw the man on my left. He pulled out the binoculars already this morning, searching for those winners, found them high and low, and he's got value all across the board. So without further ado, my friends, if you are not watching live, you don't know what I'm talking about, but you will soon hear this man's voice grace the TTL pod once again, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, 
and resident TTL cheese head himself, Mr. Riley, R. Max, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, it is Friday. These shows are uh, probably my favorite shows of the entire week because not only do we have college football and NFL to talk about, we've got loads of winners to talk about. But hey, the only thing you didn't mention is that I am now AL Central champion fan over here my white Sox clinched the division i know nobody gives a shit because they've had about a 10 game lead for about two months but Sox tober 2021 is on the horizon my friend absolutely hey tb shout out to you my man i do believe i know who that is hey appreciate you stopping by brother man great to hear from you great to see you let's get after it let's so it. uh first things first you know we're a full transparency show here at the ttl pod and some days are not going to be as good as other days. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday was not a bad day and we're cashing fucking tickets once again. So, hey, let's quickly go back to the past, take a quick look and see what did the TTL crew do yesterday on today's best bets. Well, I'm so glad you asked because here they are live in prime time on your screen above us. Our mag's best bets. He went three and two on the day. Uh, we had the crew play of the Panthers minus seven and a half, and also the under forty three and no a half. No sweats. No sweats on either one of those. Christian McCaffrey doesn't go out. T's and P's to CMC. Hopefully he is not out for any yeah. uh, extended amount of time there. But he doesn't go out. I do believe we have a four and two night on mm -hmm. our props instead of two and four. Outside of that, I went uh, two and two on my plays outside of the crew plays. Obviously, Robbie Anderson did not have a game at all, and then CMC going out, but yeah. Davis Mills did exactly what I predicted. Yes, sir, he did. was almost right on the uh, <laughs> yardage total that I gave you guys yesterday out of my calculations. And then Marshall, oh, Marshall, good teams win, great teams cover, yeah, my friends. Uh, sorry you faded, faded me and decided to take the Mountaineers. I told you not to, and uh, it was a great cash. So was really hoping that we got the money line, but we will settle for the plus seven one. and a half. It was a, it good, was a good one. one. It was a hell of a game. 31-30 finish. Sure. If you did not watch, told you it was going to be a shootout. All that being said, we don't like to stay stuck in the past for far too long, regardless of if we're winners or if we are losers. But we were 5-5 five and five yesterday, plus 1.07 units, mm -hmm. just so we are all on the same page. But as we always say, mind of a goldfish. Yes, sir. It's in the past. We're into the present now and looking forward, if you will. Now, my friend, before we go anywhere and I say anything, we have got to get the vibes set oh, baby. and the trends right. So, to me, to you, and all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the gods this morning, take your sip and let's get on with this damn thing. Yo! It gets better every morning! <laughs> Woo! Alright, here we go. Showtime. Now, first things first, <laughs> if you have not come to a friday show yet this is now the third yes well uh, third with nfl i believe NFL this might be the fourth because i think for cfb yeah, okay we had so one with college the football. third we'll call it super loaded episode okay. we go uh <laughs> sick name yeah college football <laughs> and nfl so we'll stick college football first we'll obviously uh do the first and second segments like we always do our mag's best bets my best bets go through our entire college card then we will go through the nfl We'll do, again, our mags picks, then my picks. We are lining up on a lot of plays this weekend, so uh, we'll kind of tag team a lot of them. And then I have one separate one by myself. Mags has one separate one by himself. So we'll do that. We'll recap everything for you guys. Our mags got his usual sidebar. We'll have a little bit of banter, a little bit of nonsense, all that in between, some TTL announcements. And then, oh, don't think I forgot, Colts Motivation Minutes. We're going to talk a little bit about today and something I want you to apply over the weekend, the difference between 
hearing and listening. A little something for you to think about, rabbit hole, to uh, start the show. And I promise we got some rabbit mm-hmm. holes to go down in my mm-hmm. motivation minutes. But for now, cut all the drama, stop all the nonsense, quit the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks, picks, insights, analysis, and everything in between. And running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado... It is officially time to kick off episode number 132, and I actually clicked on, what's up, my man Juan, how you doing? Hey, is my shirt, like, it looks bright as shit on mine. Oh my is, God. Like, how bright does that shit look, man? Hey, next to me, not bad, not though. Not bad at good all. Next and to then, me, but I'm the And then on the, shit. yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying, and then and then on the uh, on the <laughs> software, it looks okay. Later, that's what I'm saying, like, is it that bright? <laughs> hey, is it really, really bright? Because I will seriously exit stage left for two seconds and throw on a, a darker color, because that is absolutely oh ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think it is, so I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna do that either way because that's insane. Uh, hey, it it looks green as all green, so that that's you know what we're gonna be stacking in this week. So you look like you're wearing a green screen on there. Dude. Goodness gracious, I know. I yeah, I'm gonna have to exit stage left. No, and change so that up. No. Uh, so uh, I'm. <laughs> we'll, hey, we'll try another three quarters. Sure. All right. So first things first. Hey, you never know what type of rabbit hole you're gonna get down here at the TTL Pod. So first things first, my friends. First segment of the day, we are starting our mags. Best bets. We are starting in the college football slate. Mm-hmm. Now, I am going to do the fastest, quickest change you've ever seen in your entire okay. life and okay. be back on set. Partner, if you could be so kind as to kick things off. I will do that. With the first, uh, like a bright baby blue. Yeah, it's probably bright. <laughs> yeah, it's not no. even baby blue. Okay, so, all right, partner, kick things off with the first best bet. I know we're lining up here, and yes, I sir. also have a little additional sprinkle Most on definitely. it. So I am going to be... Like Mario Andretti's pit crew mm. in the fucking Indianapolis okay, 500. Okay. And don't you guys worry. I'll even challenge you. Hold your breath. I bet you won't die. I'll be back before. Go for it. Three, two, one. Okay, my first play, as my partner mentioned, he's lining up with me on this one. This is actually tonight. To give you a little Friday evening sweat in the ACC. We've got Wake Forest and Virginia. My partner's got a little double action on this one. I'm just going a little comfortable and taking the spread. Wake Forest plus four and a half. What I like in this one is that Wake Forest is honestly just a more complete team with a really strong defense. And Virginia's offensive numbers look great, but that's against really bad teams and really bad defenses. Our Illinois fighting the line I are included in that. I believe it was a 42-point drubbing uh, against Illinois. And after these those two blowouts against bad teams, Virginia's defense was exposed finally against Northern uh, North Carolina last week. Their offense still fared well, uh, but UNC's defense isn't great. Their offense put up numbers against Virginia's D. And this Wake Forest defense is 20th in pass yards allowed. They are going to hold down Virginia so much more than Virginia has been held down quite so far. I feel like people might be uh, gasping pretty hard here, partner. Nice little re-entry here. But uh, as I was saying, if you didn't hear me, this Wake Forest defense is going to give Virginia so many more problems than they have seen so far this year. Sam Hartman, QB for Wake Forest, is playing some damn good football. 68.7% uh, completion. And I think he's going to feast on this Virginia defense. Wake Forest, 5-1 and one ATS last six ACC games. 4-0 and oh ATS last four in Virginia. Give me the Demon Deacons to cover the spread. And I like what my partner's going to say about his extra little sprinkle. I'm staying a little comfortable for my Friday evening, though, partner. What do you got to add to what I have here? 
I got plenty to add. Okay. First things first, if you just see this random guy, you, your hostess with the mostess walking in, you just tune in. What the hell happened? Well, I had a really bright shirt on. It is better on my eyes, actually. If it, Hey, you guys say it wasn't bad. Either way, it's better on me. It was messing uh, me up. You said you were rocking it? Yeah, I was rocking it. Hey, it was pretty fucking bright, though. It was pretty screen. bright on my eyes. So either way, no problem. Tell you what, I'll save it for a Miami Dolphins primetime game. I'll bring that bad boy back out. But hey, I, maybe I just like quick changed color dyed. It's still the same. I like that. Zip. I like that. Either one. way, <laughs> back to the place. Now, I too am lining up with him on uh, Wake Forest plus the four and a half. Um, let me scroll here for you, my friends. All right. So you said you're going to take it a little easier. I, 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 yeah, I'm back yeah, after uh, I what do you believe, to me probably. Here. But I, uh, I know that uh, you did mention a little bit about that defense. Uh, Wake Forest defense will be more than able to keep them in this game here tonight. Virginia has not played anybody, my friends. They played the U of I, as much as I hate to say it, the U of I is a little bit fugaze this year, and they played the College of William and Mary. Right. So give me a break and a half. Right. And then when they did play UNC, their defense was absolutely gashed. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. And uh, you did mention it, Wake Forest D. I'll believe they'll, I do believe they'll keep them in this game all day long. 41st in the nation, total yards, 37th against the pass, 59th. 59th against the rush i think they're gonna have a great day here but if you don't believe me on all of that some key trends that i absolutely love here yes, for sir. the demon deacons five and one ats last six following a straight up win five and one ats last six conference games 12 and five ats last 17 as a road underdog six and oh ATS last six meetings between them and virginia and four and oh ats last four overall in uva it's too damn good for me not to back, and the four and a half just seems too doggone good after Wake Forest dominated Florida State yep. last week. Give me full unit on the plus four and a half, and I will also take a half unit sprinkle, whatever you are choosing to do this weekend, on the full game money line. I'm glad you mentioned Florida State. That was the one thing I uh, forgot to mention that I wanted to mention. I know Florida State's been disappointing, and people are going to rag on them that they've been bad. They haven't been terrible, terrible. They're still at least staying in these games against a couple. I mean, obviously, they lost to an FCS team, but they held Notre Dame, uh, at least offensively. They held Notre Dame's defense in check, and Wake Forest absolutely dominated them. So I think we've got a good squad here, an, under, uh, an underrated team that might uh, might blow the doors off of Virginia tonight, honestly. 150 fucking percent. Right. And uh, full transparency, um, whatever you guys choose to uh, use as your um, your units this weekend, um, you know I told you I've been consistently bumping them up. Yep. We are now up to $50 full units for the NFL and 25 full units for college football. Exactly. So uh, just consistently racking up, stacking up. That's all we've been doing. Slow, easy grind. We started at $5 and $10 units, and now we're steady moving. Yep. So keep following along, my friends. Our ROIs, our numbers, you can check us on the Action app. We're there. Hell of a time to tell you. Follow me at cash underscore with Colt and RMAGS at RMAGS. Best bets of the day at Talking the Line. Uh, as far as Bears fan, being very excited about seeing Justin Fields started, you are damn right. Uh, Mr. Packers fan over there, not sweating too bad yet as uh, what might be happening in the division, but I am fucking ecstatic. Mm. I cannot wait. Maybe, just fucking maybe. He's got to play. Mm, mm. But hey, 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 hey who hey, am I? Hey. We're not even in the NFL not yet. Please, yet. back to the college football partner. Your second play of the day, if you would be so kind. All right, number two coming out of, uh, actually, these teams are going to be playing in our city here in Soldier Field. Neutral site, mm. uh, Wisconsin-Notre Dame. Wisconsin, minus six and a half is my play on this one today. 30% of the bets on Wisconsin, but 45% of the money. The public is flocking to Notre Dame for their name and that 3-0 start, but 
Notre Dame is a little fraudulent for me, and this offense has put up some respectable numbers, but they have not faced the defense uh, in the way that Wisconsin is going to bring some pressure this weekend. And their own defense uh, won't cause any problems for Graham Mertz and Wisconsin's offense the way that Penn State did to Wisconsin a couple weeks ago when Penn State took down Wisconsin. Notre Dame's defense is not good. They played tight games. I know I think it was a two-touchdown game against Purdue, but those games are a lot closer. Purdue's a pretty mediocre team. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Notre Dame's defense is stiff as a porn star's dick. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I was almost done. I, could, I guess I could have tossed that over to you in a second. But, uh, yeah, this Wisconsin defense is way too good for uh, – I mean, I think this could be a uh, solid game here. But Notre Dame's uh, Notre Dame's defense is not going to have the, uh, the answers for this Wisconsin offense, in my opinion, here. That's kind of what I'm banking it on, too. And the fact that I think um, that Wisconsin will get at least a, a touchdown, if not two, lead. Yeah. And then they're going to control it with their defense. First in the nation against the Rust – rush i'm having a hell of a time with these today and second in the nation in total yards allowed so they're very very solid i think they control uh time of possession all game long but a couple of key trends you know me trends guy always got them for you wisconsin six and one ats last seven non-conference games notre dame one and four ats last five non-conference games wisconsin 11 and four ats last 15 played on grass notre dame one and four ats last five games overall it is 2020 turnaround time for whiskey my friends mm-hmm. why did i say 2020 because they didn't have a 2020 season and it's still chapping them into week four so i think they are going to absolutely lay the hammer down in this neutral site game if you didn't know i too am on the play with my partner i'm taking wisconsin with you minus six and a half partner if you could be so kind because i know we're lining up but you're getting a little more risky than i am, I am but that's I all am. right so for our third Best bet of the weekend, college football slate. Let him have it. All right, so my partner mentioned he's getting a little riskier. I am going to LSU at Mississippi State. And unlike my partner, I'm going the money line on this one. This is another line to me that is skewed based off of LSU's name, what they did a couple years ago and historically, and that number ranking next to their name. They are nowhere near as good as the public makes them out to believe. I like LSU, love Coach O, but they're not quite that team right now. Maybe down the line... They might improve because they are very young and very inexperienced, and it's already shown that they can't really uh, travel on the road. They got waxed by UCLA a few weeks ago, and I think this Mississippi State team has proven that they can handle business at home this year, Um, and they took down uh, an NC State by two touchdowns, a really solid NC State team. Uh, MSU actually won 44-34 at LSU last year, Mm -hmm. and I think it could be really similar this year. Maybe a little bit lower scoring, but I could see Mississippi State winning by a touchdown, if not more. LSU had no answers uh, for any competent offense so far this year. The last couple of weeks, they've played some uh, pretty pretty scrub teams, if I do say so myself. The spread, the spread is getting 54% of the bets and 78% of the money. I'm more than comfortable eating those two and a half points uh, in the favor of or on for the cushion of Mississippi State. I'm more than happy to eat those points and take the plus money money line. I believe it is right around plus 110. Give me the Mississippi State uh, football team here at home, my friend. Give me the plus two and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm not uh, over the moon at the money line because I've seen more than enough Mississippi sure. State games in my day sure. and very wildly. So I'll take the two and a half with the home dog, but I do think they win it outright. So I might do a little bit of sprinkle there with you too, partner. It's a little safer. But a couple of things that you need to be prevy about. You know me and my doggone stats. Hey, 
Mississippi State, 5-3 and three ATS last eight overall, 4-1 and one ATS last five as a dog. The Bulldogs are also 25-8 and eight ATS last 33 home games versus a team with a winning record. The Tigers, go Tigers! Not this time, though. LSU 1-4 ATS last five games in September and 2-5 and ATS last seven meetings with Mississippi State. I'm not buying it. LSU, like you said, they really haven't played anybody. Central Michigan, McNeese State, right. and UCLA. They were a point favorite on the road to UCLA, and they got obliterated 38-27. to And I don't Mr. think it was that close. You, you, the final on, score was closer on, than it actually was. Come on with it, you and your, your <laughs> sissy blue. You come on down with it. And uh, that sissy blue train ran right through you. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to have it on the show, but I might or might not like the sissy blue train this mm. weekend. But mm-hmm. we're not on them. Sure, sure. We are on the Mississippi State Fookin' Bulldogs, and I am taking them plus two and a half to be comfortable. But my partner has no worries in the world. Mississippi State, money line. I think people are overlooking this uh, home field advantage as well, partner. I do believe you are correct as well. Let me zero in over there. Oh, my gosh, another one we are lining up on, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This might be a weekend and a half. Partner, if you could be so kind, this is now number four. Best bet of the day. Alrighty. So we are going to the Big 12 this time. We are mm. bouncing around between these conferences, partner. We're going to Texas Tech plus seven and a half at Texas. We are taking that plus seven and a half. Texas, another team. I do like Texas this year, but they are just a little too overvalued and inconsistent here. Inconsistent. For those plus seven and a half points. If it was down four and a half, five, I might be interested in Texas, but with these extra points, I think Texas, uh, Texas Tech, on the other hand, is a little undervalued and has played really solid on both sides of the ball so far this year. I think this is going to be a field goal game one way or another. I do expect Texas to take the final score here, but wouldn't shock me if Texas Tech gets the win here. I think Texas is going to get that win, but it's not going to be convincing. Texas Tech has a very strong passing attack, and that is one of the main weaknesses of this Texas defense so far. Give me the uh, Red Raiders to uh, keep this one close. These Big 12 teams are a little pissed off at Mm. these other uh, Texas Mm. and Oklahomas. Mm. They want to prove to them that the Big 12 ain't no scrub action. And uh, like I said, I think it's going to be a close one here tomorrow, partner. I do believe it is too, my friend. Uh, Inconsistency is the key word I want to pull out there. Texas struggled, struggled to put away the Raging Cajuns at home uh, as eight and a half point favorites. Then they got torched by Arkansas in Arkansas. Horns down big time. Had a lot of uh, friends out there in Arkansas that were actually all over Instagram. It yep. was hilarious seeing that. And then also they beat Rice 58 to nothing. So inconsistency Whatever. is the name of the game when it comes to the Longhorns so far this year. And you're going to give me a Texas Tech team that's riding high off of a 54 to 21 beatdown over the FIU Panthers. Sign me the F up. Yep. In-state Texas rivalries are always nasty. And I believe this turns into a defensive battle. Total yards allowed. Texas Tech is 29th in the nation. Texas 70 eighth in the nation pass yards tech 89th texas 36th rush yards texas tech sixth in the nation texas 104th points allowed tech is 60th and texas is 48th with 21.3 and 19.3 respectively i think this ends right in a field goal just like you said partner sharps have taken their side 41% 41% of bets on the uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders with 58% of actual money wagered on this matchup. Texas, 2-8 and eight ATS last 10 after allowing less than 20 points in their previous game. Let down spot, let down team central, if I do say so myself. They're also 
0-4 ATS their last four after accumulating less than 170 yards passing in their previous game. Texas is also 5-7-1, their last 18 ATS or last 13 ATS as a home favorite, 6-8 ATS, their last 14 after a straight-up win, and Texas Tech. 8-6-1 ATS, their last 15 as a dog, and 6-3 ATS, their last 9 after a straight-up win. Road team in the matchup between these two teams. 5-2 ATS last all 7. Alrighty. Give me all of the Texas Tech Red Raiders right alongside my partner, plus 7.5. Hammer it in, and let's keep this show steaming on down the tracks with 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Best bet of the day, we are... Holy shit. Okay. Rock and roll, my yes, friend. Sir. The fifth best bet of the day. <laughs> I'm going to let you tee this one up for the most part here, partner. This one is uh, the one on my card that you talked me into the most here, and Good. I love it. Right. Uh, Mizzou at Boston College. I am actually, I do believe I am getting, once again, a little bit riskier than you are on this one, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe yep. I'm wrong here. You're not. I'm taking the Boston College money line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'll let you tee up most of this. But Boston College is getting a little too much, uh, or getting undervalued a little too much here. They are not the ACC doormat that they used no. to be a decade or so go. I'm not saying they're going to be competing with Clemson for the title by any means, but they're a damn good football team, and they're just falling under everyone's radar, and Mizzou has not done anything to impress me. So that's all I've got on this one. I'll let you tee up the rest here. 150%, my friend. I cannot agree with you anymore. I did not know you had uh, sided over to I this. I am very excited to see that because uh, I, I was high on it Monday. Another uh, home field advantage that people are overlooking. Big time, big time. So you mentioned how undervalued that Boston College seems to be right now by the books. Well, I believe that Mizzou is extremely yes, overvalued by the books right now. Sure, you can look at uh, some of the things they've been able to do, but they really haven't played any high-class, high-quality competition yet. The one game they did play where it was good was against Kentucky, and they were five-and-a-half-point dogs in that game. They lost 35-28, to and they're already 0-1 ATS on the road. I think this is an entirely different team on the road. They're a very young team in a lot of positions, especially the secondary and especially in some of the key front seven roles and the linebackers. And I don't think that's going to be very good at all with the Boston College's 30th in the nation ranked rushing offense going up against Mizzou's 126th in the nation rushing rushing defense. Rushing. I am having a hell of a time with those stats today. I'll get it one of these times. Either way. I don't think Boston College is going to have any problem moving the ball all over Mizzou's defense. They will get up, as I like to say. I've been keying in on this trend a lot. They'll get up by a touchdown, maybe 10, maybe 14, maybe two touchdowns, and they'll control that time of possession Mm -hmm. with their running game. Mm -hmm. Last but certainly not least, they're going to keep it in check defensively as well. Boston College, 13th in the nation in total yards allowed, 18th versus the pass, 37th versus the rush, and 6th in the nation in total yards or um points allowed i apologize last but certainly not least trends my friends you know me missouri one in nine ats last 10 road games one in five ats last six as a road favorite the tigers nine and six ats last 25 regular season games and the missouri tigers six and 10 ats last 16 as a favorite overall our eagles Eight and five ATS last thirteen as a home team. Five and one ATS last six as a home underdog. Fifteen and eleven ATS since 2019 in regular season games and ten and six ATS in their last 16 games as an underdog overall. Give me all of the Boston College Eagles. I am all over them. They are being extremely undervalued by the books. I do believe that this could possibly be well 
over a field goal uh, for them favored. It should be on the line, but I will gladly take the point, point and a half, two and a half points, wherever it's at, wherever you want to see it with the home dog. So got my partner to ride over. He's getting risky once again with the money line. Maybe I got to do a half unit sprinkle to reassess some things, but our, I think fifth, I don't know. I've lost count, but we'll keep it going. Boston College yep. plus two and a half, two, one and a half with me. Money line mm -hmm. with Max. Don't worry. If at any point you forget, you didn't have your sports book out, you didn't mm -hmm. have your headphones or your speakers turned all the way up. Maybe you're watching at work. You got to have your headphones in. I don't know. Hey, you shouldn't be doing that. But either way, we appreciate the fuck out of you yeah. doing that either way. But we'll recap everything for you. Don't worry. We'll, we'll put it all on the screen here shortly. That being said, partner, keep the proverbial podcast train steaming down the tracks with yet another play we are lining up on. Please. All right, my friends. So this one is going to be uh, a full Big Ten matchup here. And if you know me, you know I got to find at least one Big Ten under on the card for Saturday. Mm. And this one mm. is, uh, without a doubt, it's the only total that I have. But it is unquestionably my favorite under on this entire card, even on the uh, plays that I'm not taking, obviously. But Nebraska at Michigan State. Go ahead. Dun -dun -dun, dun -dun -dun. Julio Jones, Non-participant in Friday's practice, expected to miss Sunday's game. Really? May loom large even more into one of my plays of the weekend. But what do I know? Also, Antonio Brown expected to miss Sunday's game. Who did I say? You said a Julio Jones. Oh, fuck. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. You had me thinking Julio's I out. I apologize. Jeez. <laughs> well, still. It was, it was Antonio Brown. I'm oh, sorry. Wow. I said Julio Jones. It's Antonio Brown, not Julio. Julio's fine. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Wow. Got, got. Swing and a miss. Uh, yeah, swing and a miss there. It is uh, Antonio Brown. I was thinking about something else. All, right, All over the place. Antonio Brown. That is okay. who will be out. Okay. Please keep it going. Bro. All right. So Nebraska Sheesh. at Michigan. Sheesh. I'm actually interested in the spread here, but it's more of a toss-up for me. I might do a little sprinkle on the spread here, but we're going to the total under 52 and a half. I believe I caught this one at 52 and a half. Uh, I'm not sure if you caught this one at 52, partner. Is that correct? Yes, I got it at 52. 52. Okay. Uh, still like it either way. Despite the jokes on Nebraska and how they looked earlier on in the season, losing to our Illinois Fighting Line, this defense has done a total 180 and is up. playing, uh, honestly, as good as almost any defense in the entire country. They held Oklahoma down to 23, and I know Oklahoma hasn't been over the moon impressive, but they are still a damn good football team and still a top five offense in the entire country, despite what we've uh, seen from Oklahoma. They're still one of the best offenses in the country. Michigan State has been impressive, but they have not played any strong defenses. Miami's defense has been uh, kind of a revolving, excuse me, a revolving door so far this season. And Nebraska is... I mean, their offense hasn't impressed me either, but that uh, obviously plays into the under here. This defense, I just can't talk about enough about how much of a 180 they've gone. And I kind of see this as the winner of this game scoring no more than 24 points. I could see less than that. I could see it under 20, but 24-21 is maybe the max that I see. And I don't even think you have to go down no? that deep of a rabbit hole, my okay. friend. I think that this is a classic knockdown, drag-out, our mags dirty yeah, classic big Seriously. 10 football game and the sharps have already chosen their side way before anything needed sure. to be said 32 percent of bets on the under but 86 percent of actual money wagered on that bad boy ladies and gentlemen so i do believe 
that uh, this is one of the plays of yeah. the weekend. Uh, this is going to be a classic game. Partner, anything else? Uh, I'm sure you got a little bit else before I drop some trends. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like I said, I was a little interested in Nebraska plus yeah. four and a half, five. It seems a little too good to be true for Michigan yeah. State. Still, I just still can't trust their offense enough in Nebraska, that is. So yeah. I am more than happy to, uh, like you said, I think it's going to be scrappy. Maybe we see one or two big plays that make it a 17-point uh, you know, score for whoever wins this game. But that's about all I got. I love this one today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to stay away from either side. I'm going to choose the value on this game total. But key trends as to why this is where I found the value. The under is 6-1-1 one, and one in Nebraska's last eight games overall, 4-0 and oh in their last four following an ATS win. The under is also 6-0 and oh in Nebraska's last six as an underdog and 6-0 and oh in their last six as a road underdog. Nebraska to the under 4-0-1 oh their last five Big Ten games and the under is 11-5-2 and two in Nebraska's last 18 Big mm-hmm. Ten games overall. Michigan State, 10-3 and three to the under after allowing less than 20 points in their previous game. And they have kind of been an over team so far this year. I believe finally getting back to playing a Big Ten team is going to snap that trend. And we see well under too high of a total of 52. And the one team, Big Ten team that they have played, Northwestern, I've mentioned how many times I think they are absolutely terrible this season. Their defense is bad, so that ain't going to be, uh, that's no indicative, or that's no indictment on what this game is going to be. Or Northwestern is not the typical smash mouth Big Ten team that we've seen the last couple of years, so no concerns there. Absolutely. There you go. There you have it. We'll be sure to recap it, but Nebraska, Michigan State, under 52, or wherever you're finding it, wouldn't take it much under 51. Yeah. That all being said... First one we do not line up on, Mm -hmm. but I might be interested in it. And it is your final college football play of the day. It sure is. All right, my friend. So one final one here. Make sure you listen up nice and tight. Don't know if that makes any type of sense at all as I just kind of said that. Kind of, you know, you get into a sentence and it's just like, Get me the fuck out of here, uh, but it's already uh, out it's of your not mouth. not as so bad as uh, your Golden Hurricanes last week. Let's not even go <laughs> down that fucking rabbit hole before we just say something we don't need to say again. All that being said, partner, please lay down your final, your sixth and final college football I believe this best is bet seven. of the weekend. Okay, Number maybe seven. it is seven best bet of the weekend. All right, going back to the SEC in this one, Kentucky at South Carolina. I'm laying the points with Kentucky minus four and a half. I have no fear laying these points. The people see Kentucky as still a basketball school, like uh, and the football team that it was a decade ago, one of the worst Power Five teams in the nation. This Kentucky team is not that anymore. They're not competing at the top of the SEC, but they are damn, damn solid, and they are going to be right in that top twenty-five conversation once again. I think the people also see South Carolina two and one uh, straight up right now, and historically a solid team, but. I think South Carolina is going to be the doormat of the SEC this year, the worst team in the conference. And like I said, Kentucky has more than enough firepower to lay down the hammer. I think they're going to win by two scores here, uh, two, uh, 14 or more here. Their passing attack has been very strong, Kentucky's. And like I said, South, Carolina, South Carolina's numbers look solid, but they absolutely feasted on a weak FCS po- opponent Ooh, in East uh, Eastern Illinois, who uh, our Redbirds just beat, Roll Birds. Roll Birds. And a low-scoring Eastern Carolina team. They were absolutely slaughtered last week by Georgia, who is one of the best teams in the conference, no doubt about it, but it wasn't even close. No. Uh, this South Carolina team is bad, bad, bad. Uh, you mentioned Kentucky beating Mizzou. 
Mizzou is far superior to South Carolina. If Mizzou was in this spot, minus four and a half, I would take Mizzou. I think South Carolina is going to be brutal, and Kentucky is going to look pretty damn solid. And we might uh, be thinking that Kentucky's a really good football team after us watching this game, and they might be a fade spot the following weekend because that line might be skewed for it, but we'll get down there when we get down to it. Uh, but I would like this spread, even if it was up to minus six and a half, if I'm being totally honest. I have no fears about laying these points, partner. I uh, like your analysis. Mm-hmm. I uh, kind of glossed right over that one. I think laying that four and a half, it doesn't really scare me against the South Carolina. I think they are being kind of overvalued mm-hmm. at that four and a half. It should be a little closer to a touchdown. So you might end up seeing this on my bet slip, my friend. So there you go. Final bet coming from our mags. We'll recap them all here very shortly. Kentucky Wildcats minus four and a half. Yes, sir. Wherever you're finding that on your book right now. Okay, my friends. Let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving. Steaming down the tracks. You know the drill. Second half college football plays. The second segment. My best bets. All right. So I already told you the ones we're lining up on. So I'm not going to go back over those. Essence of time. No reasons for me to do that. We already go a little bit longer on these shows either way because they're so damn L-O-A-D-A. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> L-O-A-D-E-D. Goodness gracious. Right, I'm all over going. the map. I wouldn't have either way, <laughs> here we go. First one that I am not lining up with my partner, but uh, did mention he might slide over this way. We'll see what happens. I am taking the Western Michigan Broncos minus two and a half. Uh, You know, I just think this has incredible value, especially against the San Jose State Spartans. I like it a little more at the two and a half than I do at the three. I'm finding it on most books now. Just like the value a little bit more, but I think Western Michigan takes care of it. Short of getting their asses kicked by Michigan in week one, they have looked incredibly dominant and are coming off of a crazy, crazy game with Pitt last week. I think they continue to ride that momentum. And not to mention, wanted to tell you guys about this website. I know you guys ask a lot. Uh, what do you guys utilize? Found a new website, powerrankingguru.com. Mm-hmm. And according to those guys, Western Michigan has the 69th toughest schedule, uh, strength of schedule, and it's at a 5.10 rating. Now, the uh, or 58.10 rating. Now, zero is the easiest, 100 being the hardest. San Jose State. 83rd overall strength of schedule. What they've already played? Uh, no, this is straight up. Okay, this okay. is straight up. 83rd. I I told you that. So yeah, yeah you sorry. No, I'm that, just so. trying to. I, <laughs> yeah. I haven't looked into no, this. No, so this yet. is just straight up strength of schedule overall. San Jose State, 83rd overall, with a 77.30 average. Now, Western Michigan's two and one ATS, one and zero ATS at home with the. Easier schedule, San Jose State, 1-2 ATS, 0-2 ATS on the road. Mm -hmm. This is actually their third straight game on the road. Coming back from Hawaii last weekend, now they got to come all the way to Michigan. Talk about jet lag and a half, please, and thank you. I didn't think about that. So, that all being said... I think this is this should be a little bit closer to a pick'em, and everybody's thinking that the Spartans are supposedly better, and I just don't think we see that this week. Uh, you know, it might be close, it might be tight, but I honestly just really don't see it, and I think that this should be so much the other way. I think that it's at plus two and a half, so everybody will hammer the Spartans and kind of not take Western Michigan for what they are. Sometimes you just have to take a line at what it's at and trust it. Western Michigan at home, minus two and a half. I love it. The Broncos, that is Western Michigan, 8-3-1 ATS last 12 home games, 7-3 ATS last 10 as a home favorite. They're also 8-2 ATS last 10 after allowing more than 280 pass yards in their previous game. So they bow up season in the following Mm -hmm. game. 
Last but certainly not least, the Spartans, 7-18 and ATS, last 25 games played in September, and 4-10 and ATS, their last 14 non-conference games. Give me the Western Michigan Broncos, minus 2 and a half. I think I like it with you, partner. I wish we could get some nasty, uh, you know, Michigan like mid-October, November yeah. weather going for, for San Jose, going sick. from Hawaii to yeah. Michigan. That then would be awesome. it would awesome. be even better. But it also, honestly, man, Windy City. Either area, way, either it's, way, kind of cooling yeah. down already. Just, man, it would be but like would that be much better. more yeah. if it was like even forty better. degrees tops or something like that. Absolutely. But there you go. My first best bet outside of what me and Max are already on. My second one, my friends. I am going to the matchup between the Clemson Tigers and the NC State Wolfpack, and I'm crazy enough to do it. I don't give a damn. I'm taking the NC State Wolfpack. Two-star play plus 10, 10 and a half, 11. Wherever you're finding that at your books, I am fine with wherever it's at. I think it finishes way closer to a touchdown, if not three points. I think that DJ Ui Ungalale is being way overvalued. The Clemson Tigers are being way overvalued. They shot fucking Dabo Swiney out of a cannon last <laughs> week, and they still only beat fucking Georgia Tech 14 to 8 at home. Mm -hmm. I am not buying it. I mean, Debo literally come running down, blew the doors off the place, and they still barely got it done. This is not your uncle's Clemson team. I can promise you that. You are going to want to stay away from I feel from like it's the, recent enough to where it's just our, our Clemson team. This is not our Clemson team. Either way, what I'm trying to tell you guys, this one is way too damn easy. Um, and if you look at it, you look at it, my friends, opened up right at 10, 9.5, 10. It hasn't really shot up out of nowhere. With what Clemson is and with what everybody is saying NC State is, Fugazi mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, don't you think this would be at least 14 and a half? I'm not buying it. I'm taking all of the points with the dog at home. Mm -hmm. I do. Uh, the uh, NC State Wolfpack is at home. Mm -hmm. You know, they got new Wolfie, Wolfie four or mm -hmm. five or six or whatever number that guy is. Yeah. So they got him good energy. But hey, Clemson, 0-3 ATS this year. Totally different team. I don't care what anybody says. 0-4 ATS, their last four overall. 3-7 ATS, last 10 as a favorite. The Wolfpack, 9-6 ATS, last 15 home games. And the last time that NC State was a 10-point dog to Clemson was November the 4th of 2017, and they lost 38-31 on a last-second bomb touchdown. And all of that being said, Clemson, the last two matchups was favored by 34 and 17 and a half. So don't you think this number should be higher yet again? I'm not buying it. Give me the Wolfpack and Wolfie 5, 6, 7, or 11, whatever <laughs> he is now at plus 10 or 11. I'm comfortable with it at what the fuck ever on your favorite book. I am leaning towards it, partner. These games in NC State have been, uh, maybe not every single year, but there's been a lot of games, even when Clemson is at its peak, that these games are scrappy and tight. So I am leaning towards it. I honestly have to admit, I'm just a victim to uh, waiting on Clemson to show up finally, and that's kind of why I stayed away. But those 10 points in NC State has me real, real damn interested. Um, Juan just dropped in uh, the Cavaliers 5-0 ATS last five as a favorite. Not too worried about it, Juan, just because um, with how well Wake Forest has 5-1 ATS last six conference games, 12-5 ATS last 17 as a road underdog, 6-0 ATS last six between them and Virginia, and 4-0 ATS last four in Virginia. So mm -hmm. I'm siding with the, mm -hmm. uh, the old Demon Deacons here Apes. once again. That all being said, 
there you go. There you have my other play. All right, let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving into my next best bet of the day here, my friends. And we'll be sure to recap it. Don't you worry. We are headed to the matchup between the Rutgers Scarlet Knights and the Michigan Wolverines. And this game is played in Michigan. It is, matter of fact, their homecoming. And, you know, I'm crazy enough to back the Rutgers Scarlet Knights plus 20 and a half, baby. I don't care. I don't give a damn. And let me tell you why. I think they're a doggone good team, and I think everybody is still overvaluing the mess out of Michigan. Partner, please tell me who Michigan has played. They've beat, I know they beat Washington. Exactly. They beat Western That's Michigan. all you got to worry about. That's all I was trying to get through there. I'm not too worried about that. Everybody likes to point towards the Washington as the one game. They also got ran 10 to 7 against Montana. So yep. I'm not too worried about all that either. But Rutgers is also 3-0. They're also looking very good. Something very special could be happening because Rutgers, according to that same PowerRankingsGuru.com, has the 10th toughest strength of schedule here this season, and they are taking care of business early and often already. couple key trends. I absolutely love it. Partners scared of it. I'm not at all. I know these are going to get him by. Underdogs, seven points or more in week four in games that feature two, three, and O teams. Those underdogs are 10 and 2 ATS since the year 2007. Michigan, 8 and 7 ATS versus undefeated opponents under Jim Harbaugh. Rutgers, 6-0 ATS last six road games, 5-0 ATS last five as a road dog. Rutgers is 6-1 ATS last seven versus a team with a winning record. And Michigan, 0-4 ATS last four versus a team with a winning record. Michigan, terrible in the Big Ten, 0-5 ATS last five conference games. And Rutgers, 3-1 ATS last four meetings between these two teams. I'm telling you, it is a trend locker central Everybody is going to be rushing to Michigan to get it done by three touchdowns on their homecoming day. And ladies and gentlemen, I might just be crazy enough to smash a little money line too because I think it is upset central in Ann Arbor come Saturday afternoon. Okay. I uh I won't be siding with Michigan. I'm not I'm not laying 20 and a half points. No question am I not doing that. The only thing I'll poke a hole in as far as Rutgers' strength of schedule, that strength of schedule is starting with this game moving forward. The three games that they've played have been dog shit teams. So that's the only not terrible dog Syracuse shit Syracuse is one of the worst Power 5 teams in the country. Nah, so I, I, that's my that. only hole I'm poking in this one. If, if I had to make Michigan a play. Michigan hadn't played shit either. That's fair. That's fair. Like I said, I'm not taking Michigan. If I had to side with uh, any anywhere, it would be Rutgers because I, I think it could be a 14-point Michigan win here. So, uh, you know, because I just like what I've seen so far from Michigan. I've watched a few of these games, and even if it is bad opponents i like what i've seen so i'm staying away from this one altogether but if i had to make a play it would be Rutgers. eight and 17 ats versus undefeated opponents right. under jim harbaugh hey it's all good That's, no. yeah, half of those are probably ohio state honestly <laughs> yeah who knows i have no idea what i'm saying is that rutgers is going to be fucking nasty Fair enough. and uh after one first down one first down last week against the blue hens we said fuck that first team back in no more moving the ball for you mm. and they shut them the hell down so that's just kind of what I look to as well. little counter-argument. But we'll get off of that because I got more plays to dish out, partner. Enough enough going back and forth. And we got NFL still, too. Sure, sure. So, next play from me. Going to the matchup. Big 12. 
Kansas State Wildcats, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Not taking what you might think. I'm going with my boys. Kansas State Cats plus six. Hammer until further notice. This is their Super Bowl. You mentioned it already with the Texas Texas Tech pick that these Big 12 teams are wanting to prove them to all of the world and to especially Oklahoma and Texas that, hey, we are worth it. You guys should not have left us, and we are going to absolutely obliterate any time we have an opportunity, a conference opponent. I do believe the Wildcats are a little bit better than the Oklahoma State Cowboys, and they kind of proved it last week with having their starting quarterback go out and still playing a dominant, dominant game. And I told you to back the mess out of them on a three-star play last weekend, and they got the cover and the outright victory as an underdog. I'm doing it again. Three-star play for the Cats. They are 44th ranked in the nation on team rankings, according to team rankings, and Oklahoma State 49th ranked in the nation, according to team rankings. So pretty accurate uh, kind of what I'm thinking there as well, and uh, the stats go to show it. Kansas State's defense is going to surprise the hell out of you, you, and a lot of people uh, when it comes to playing the Cowboys. They are 23rd in the nation, total yards allowed, 81st against the pass, 7th against the rush, and 24th in points allowed. Much like last week, my friends, I believe that they are going to score first. They are going to then, from that point on, put the ball in the hands of Deuce Vaughn and control time of possession all game long. Kansas State, 12-4 and ATS, last 16 following a straight-up win. 12-6 and ATS, last 18 Big 12 games. 9-3 and ATS, last 12 road games. Kansas State, 7-3 and ATS, last 10 as an away team. And 8-3 and ATS, last 11 as an away dog. Oklahoma State, 2-6 ATS, last 8 overall. 1-5 ATS, last 6 following an ATS loss. And 1-5 ATS, last 6 Big 12 games. Give me the Kansas State Wildcats to more than cover this. Should be a field goal. I think they get the outright victory okay. too. I'm not uh, I'm not hating on this one by any means. I like this one as well. I was staying away, but uh, I might be siding with you on this one. Maybe a little half unit action could be. Uh, I think it could be a yeah a hell of a big 12, 12 game here. Oh, it's going to be a matchup yeah. and a half, my friend. And I I kind of envision it a uh, little ender like we saw Marshall and App okay. State last right. night as well. I think it's going to be 30, a 31. pounder. Okay. We are uh, hey, you are about to see Deuce. Let the Deuce loose, my <laughs> friend. My man Devon is going to have a game okay. against the Cowboys. Okay. You Mark my words. Time of possession battle. Hey, I always say, call me crazy now. Call me later, bitches. Let's keep it moving. Here we go. Next play coming from me. Going to skip that one. Already talked about it. Here we go. I had to ponder this one for quite some time. I'm not fully fading the Oklahoma Sooners. Sure. Boomer Sooner. But I do believe that this is far too many doggone points for the West Virginia Mountaineers. It's a beautiful day to be a Mountaineer. And last week was a beautiful day to be a Mountaineer. They put up... 14, no, 17 points in the first half looked absolutely terrific. Actually, more than that, they put up 24 points mm. in the first half. Three tutties and a field goal. The two tutties came in the first quarter back to back. Their running game looks good now. I uh, was a little bit concerned. Their defense obviously has been able to keep them in games. They have been good year over year, but that offense left a lot of questions in my mind, and especially the rushing game. And rushing game woke the hell up last week, so I think they continue to build on that momentum. Uh, not to mention anything that West Virginia might lack offensively going into this game against Oklahoma. If they lack anything in that department, they will make up for it defensively. I don't think... Personally, I have not seen anything from Spencer Rattler so far this year that has just made me want to 
run to the pay window with him. Um, I, I, I simply cannot do it. Plus, you're giving me oh, two touchdowns and a field goal with the Mountaineers. I just simply cannot not, double negative, take that dog. Even if it is on the road, I don't think that uh, the Sooners are going to have any chance in uh, uh, moving the ball as efficiently as they have against the 39th uh, total yards defense in West Virginia, 61st against the pass, 34th against the rush, and 31st in points allowed. Last but not least, West Virginia, 9-3 ATS last 12 September games, 5-2 ATS last 7 conference games, and Oklahoma, 3-0 3-0 straight up this year, but 1-2 ATS. They, my friends, are going to be the Chiefs or Cardinals of college football, mm-hmm. as I always like to say. So you know how uh, we say they are going to win a shitload, but they are not going to cover right. nearly as many. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that a little later on. But that all being said, I absolutely love the West Virginia Mountaineers, plus 17.5. Give me all those points, even if they are on the road. All righty. I might be interested. All right. Next game up. Same spread. Absolutely love this one. The New Mexico State Aggies plus 17 and a half. This for me, ladies and gentlemen, is a full fade. Operation Fade, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors is in full effect. They burned me way too many times last year, and I'm not going to allow that to happen. I've actually flipped the script on them this year, and it has gotten very profitable for me very early. So I will continue to fade the mess out of them, and the Aggies are nowhere near 17 and a half points worse than Hawaii. They are incredibly, incredibly even matched. And I think this is going to be a back and forth shitty shootout right, left and center. And that's what we're going to see. I think it's going to end field goal, touchdown maximum. They're like I said, the Rainbow Warriors are not 17 and a half points better than the Aggies. The Aggies are going to smack them in the mouth defensively and it's going to go back and forth. But you don't believe me. I always got the trends to back it up. Hawaii, 15 and 37 ATS, last 52 versus a team with a losing record. 5, 13 and 2 ATS, last 20 games in September. Hawaii, 2 and 5 ATS, last 7 overall, and 1 and 4 ATS, last 5 on the road. Our Aggies, 6 and 2 ATS, last 8 overall, 4 and 1 ATS, last 5 home games, and 4 and 0 ATS, last 4 versus the Mountain West. Give me this 17 and a half, another incredibly valuable dog. Operation Fade Hawaii lives on. Okay, I might be interested in this one as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Hey, hey, easy there, fella. All right, last last one here for me, and then we'll get into the ones that you guys really came here for, the NFL. But we got plenty of what just happened to me. College, hey, that's all right. You're alive, you're kicking. <laughs> last college football game. I'm going to the Pac-12 this time around. And I think this is fucking fooey mm-hmm. because I'm going to the matchup between the Oregon State Beavers and the University of South Southern California Trojans. Now, Trojans. that being said, I'm not taking the favorite. I am taking the points with the dog and the beeves plus 11. I absolutely love it. I cannot trust USC. They're coming off that great, great victory last week. They finally looked good. We faded them with Washington State. Go Cougs. But ended up getting burned. They looked really well. But even though they did win that game, they lost in week two to Stanford as 18-point favorites, my friends. So they're still a little bit fugazi. The Beavers should be damn perfect, but they lost a heartbreaker. I Mm -hmm. watched every second of the game. I actually had the Beavers 
Um, they lost a heartbreaker in Purdue to the mm-hmm. Boilermakers. Last second touchdown bomb. Absolutely insane for the Makers to cover this year. They are so evenly matched, Oregon State and USC. I see the public running to USC because of their brand name and the 10-11 points when these teams are incredibly, incredibly evenly matched. You don't believe me on all of that. The trends are always there to back it up from your boy. Oregon State, 9-1 ATS last 10 road games, 9-1 ATS last 10 as a road dog. 6-1 ATS last 7 following an ATS win. 5-1 ATS their last 6 games in September. USC, 6-13 ATS, their last 19 games played in September, and 7-18-1 ATS, their last 26 after accumulating more than 280-plus yards in the previous game. Can you say let down Central? I do believe so, so I will be taking the puppy with the points. Oregon State Beavers, plus 11. I think I like that one, Mark. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan of that one. one. I absolutely absolutely love that one. Oh, uh, didn't mention this one. Oregon State, 12-5 and five ATS, last 17 as an underdog overall. All right. So there you it. go. There you have it, my friends. We will do it a little different than we did last week. Let's recap okay. all of these bad boys. So you have them all here. I know that was a boatload to sure. get through. Cannot tell stuff, you though. how much we appreciate you guys. Um, told you we kind of wanted to change the way we did it and not just be that same monotonous I like the Beavers because I like the Beavers. And yeah, we want to have fun with it. We want to help you guys understand even more as to why right. exactly we're taking these. And I, I do believe with the NFL, you will understand even more here very soon. Yeah. So all that being said, my friends, first things first, before we get into that aforementioned NFL, let's recap all of the TTL Cruise College Football Best Bets of the Weekend. Bang, shoo, pow, whoo. There they all are. Oh, I went that way. It's that way. All right. Close enough. They're this direction. And you always got to look opposite in the camera, but I never can remember that, even though we've been doing this for 132 episodes. Yeah. Either way, if you would so kindly turn your attention to the right portion, the left portion of your screen, I'm sorry. I am all over the map today. My college football best bets of the weekend. We got Wake Forest plus four and a half for a full unit and Wake Forest money line for a half unit. Wisconsin Badgers minus six and a half. Boston College plus two. Mississippi State plus two and a half. Texas Tech plus seven and a half. Western Michigan minus two and a half. NC State plus 10. Rutgers plus 20 and a half. Kansas State plus six. Nebraska, Michigan State under 52. West Virginia, 17 and a half plus 17 and a half. New Mexico State plus 17 and a half as well. And Oregon State plus 11. Right above us directly, you see our mags picks lining up with me on some other ones as well. Wake Forest plus four and a half. Wisconsin minus six and a half. He is getting a little riskier and taking Mississippi State money line. Texas Tech Red Raiders plus seven and a half. Boston College once again a little riskier money line. Lining up Nebraska, Michigan State under 52 and a half. And his one that we differ on, but I still like Kentucky Wildcats minus nice. four, four and a half. And a half. It's all right. There. I knew where we were going. No problem, partner. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL Cruise and this weekend's TTL Cruise college football best bets in and whatever the current line is on your favorite sports book. All right, let's keep the proverbial podcast train steaming down the tracks. Back into our mags, best bets of the weekend. Now, NFL best bets of the weekend. My friends, let me set the stage for you real quick, if I could be so kind. We have five plays we are lining up on. Mm -hmm. 
my friends, it is going to take some severe sets of cojones to roll with the TTL crew this weekend. These are sharp plays. These are valuable plays. These are plays you need to have your money on. I don't care what any of the other experts say out there. If they are true experts, we have found them. They are siding with us. Or we are siding with them, whatever way you want to look at it. They've been in the industry much longer than us. Either way, <laughs> I have one additional play. My partner has one additional play on top of that. So we will let him kick things off. He'll go through everything, all tag team, just as we did for college football in the essence of time. Throw in some trends, some key things I found. Then I'll let him dish out his final one. We'll kick it right over. We'll finish it up with my one NFL play outside of our five. We could call them crew plays, I suppose, but we'll, we'll, we'll just leave it off of there. And then we'll recap all of these bad boys too. So once again, and for the final time here on this beautiful September 24, 2021, BEA beautiful Friday of bets. Partner, you have the floor. All righty. So I believe you mentioned I'll save my extra one for the final one. I'm going to kick it off here with the Chargers and Chiefs matchup. I actually bought a little half-point insurance on this one to kick it up to Chargers. Plus 7 over or against the Kansas City Chiefs to cover the plus 7 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Do like the plus 6.5 as well. But I figure I uh, get a little tiny bit chalky and eat that, uh, you know, buy that extra half-point here. This Chargers team, despite what you've seen so far this year, I honestly think uh, I'm not too concerned about what we've seen. I think we have we saw a solid game plan against a solid defense in the Washington football team. And we saw a bizarre game against the Cowboys last uh, last week, who Cowboys are still a solid team and their defense has improved. Like I said, it was a weird game, though. But what I love most about this one is, A, it's a division matchup and it could be tight. This Chargers D, uh, team is a very complete team. But this Chiefs team, of course, their offense is going to be the Chiefs offense. But that defense is very, very concerning to me. I, I am not saying the Chargers are going to win this game, but I do think it is going to be a very, very tight game. Kind of similar to how we saw that Chiefs and Ravens game play out. Like I said, I'm not saying the Chargers slide in uh, with the win like the Ravens did, but I think this is going to be a neck-and-neck neck game, wire-to-wire wire all game long, and it's going to end in uh, you know three to five-point winner one way or another here. I'll stay away from the money line, but give me the points and the Chargers. I think we see a breakout uh, performance that really puts them on the map here. I agree with you 150%, partner. This is an O-V-E-R-R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. I am back in action. I'm spelling. Everything's yeah, good to go yeah, now. Baby. It is a three-star play coming from yours truly. I absolutely love the Chargers plus six and a half. Now, my friends, I say to you, as I say time and time again, public, 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 the Chiefs getting 72% of bets on their spread with 80% of actual money wagered on this game. Now, will you tell me why the line opened up at minus 7.5 for Kansas City has now dropped down to minus 6.5 and, and has now dropped down to minus 6 despite all of that money coming in on them and maybe 6.5 at some books? I'll tell you what. Vegas doesn't do that. They don't allow them opportunities for you just to get an easy cover and they just have to toss all of their money back into your bank accounts. If you don't believe me all of that, the Chiefs are still gone chief. They were 6 and 10 ATS. Yes, you heard that right. In 2020, they were not good against the number and they're not going to be good against the number again this year. They will most likely 
win this game against the Chargers. It is going to be a brutal beat for the Chargers. They really want to go 2-1, and one, but I don't think it's going to happen. But this game is going to end in a field goal. This game has no business being anywhere near 7, 6, 5, or 4. It needs to be way lower, and you are getting a hell of a discount because of that. I tell you time and time again, the Anthony Lynn anchovies are gone from the Los Angeles Chargers Pizza Kitchen, and let me tell you, that pizza is looking mighty <laughs> tasty. I don't care what I saw last week against the Char- or the, 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 the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. It was a bit of a fugazi act to me. Whatever, I'm not going to waste time on that. I'm going to tell you the trends. Chargers, 5-1 ATS last six overall. They got their sacrifice of the season out of the way. Their horseshit hard loss. ATS, they got it out of the way. We ain't got to worry about that anymore. But they're 7-3-1 ATS last 11 road games. 34-15-4 last 53 games as a road underdog ATS. Kansas City. 2-8 2-8 ATS last 10 following and against the spread loss. Kansas City, 1-6 ATS last 7 overall. 2-10 ATS last 12 as a favorite. 1-6 ATS last 7 at home. 1-5 ATS last 6 as a home favorite. 1-5-1 ATS last 7 against the AFC West. And 1-10 ATS their last 11 games played on grass. I'm telling you right now, my friends. The trends are leaning in the favor of the Los Angeles Chargers. The Sharps have clearly taken their position on the side of the Chargers, and uh, the public is clearly backing the mess out of the Chiefs. You want to side with the public, go right ahead, but hey, we ain't doing it this time around, and we both are hammering in. Los Angeles Chargers suggest you do too, plus six and a half. Yeah, last couple things. You nailed it. But uh, last couple things. If it was that easy for the Chiefs, it would be minus seven and a half, minus eight. Oh, uh, you think I nailed that? Just just wait okay, for some okay, of this okay. NFL analysis about to come your guys' direction. And last but not least, the Chargers play more one-score games than anybody in the damn league. Maybe not literally, but definitely in the top three. Mm-hmm. So that's all it is. And, uh, you know, even if it was Anthony Lynn, I think they might uh, cover this game. But like you said, those anchovies are far gone. Out the door. Out the door. We ain't got to worry right. about them. So, partner, please, if you will, there's number one of our five. Drop down number two. Alrighty, number two, we are going uh, far to the East Coast over here to the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. Beefalo, as my partner said. Beefalo Bills. But we are actually taking the points here with the Shout Washington. Out Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> we are taking the points with the Washington football team. Go ahead, partners, spell it out. O V E R R E A C T I O N S E T U P. Now, we have mentioned that we have pulled the reins just a tiny bit back on the Washington football team, our expectations of them, just a tiny bit, but they are still a damn solid defense, and I do believe they are going to make this a muddy, muddy game, scrappy on both sides of the ball, and I don't even hate the Washington football team's offense with Taylor Heineke getting another week of preparation. I do love the Buffalo Bills as a a team and as the season is concerned, but with these points, I do think it's going to be a one-score game. Washington football team, 5-0 last five. And this is ATS, 5-0 ATS last five after a straight-up win. Overreaction line is uh, the biggest thing that I can say here. Uh, you would expect the Buffalo Bills, after a 35-0 drubbing over the Miami Dolphins, to be favored by even more than this because mm-hmm. I do believe the public uh, is not buying into the Washington football team quite the same that we are. Last Thursday's game against the Giants was a uh, typical scrappy division game that we typically see between those two teams. I think this defense is going to fare much better against this Bills offense. I do love the Bills offense, but we saw what the Bills offense did against the Steelers. I'm not saying they lose this game like they did against the Steelers, but 
you know, if the Washington football team gets a, you know, special teams play like the Steelers did, it wouldn't shock me at all. And uh, I think it's going to be a touchdown game here, partner. But Danny Dimes shredded the Washington mm. football team defense. How is that possible? Exactly where you close there, my friend. That is how it happens every single year in Washington. The Giants travel on over to uh -huh. our capital, and they absolutely beat the dog shit out of the football team. And one way or the other, it ends in a field goal because the football team scraps back in. All that being said, I absolutely love the football team right alongside you here, partner. This one is a two-star play for me. However, they do lose a star, and I will, uh, once we get uh, through all of this here, I'll explain uh, some of those stars, uh, what I mean by those, and what uh, all my rankings do mean with the stars uh, once we get to the end, so it's a little bit easier for you guys to understand. But that being said... They're getting that one-star deduction because of this defense. Just hasn't showed up yet. I've talked about Chase Young and the zero sacks at this point in time. They've looked a little confused in the secondary, and I'm just still a tidbit worried with how high-powered the Bills are offensively. However, everybody's hanging so much on the Bills going back home, being at home. May I remind you, they let the Steelers come back in and beat them in front of the Bills Mafia in week one. What the fuck are we even talking about? Sure. Like, that's, that's still something sure. that is on the table and has happened already this season. Now, the Steelers did get beat by the Raiders at home last week, so I think they're more fugazi than anybody would think, but sure. still insane that the Bills let that happen. All that being said, very similar to how I view the Chargers and the Chiefs. Tell me why. That Buffalo is getting 71% of actual money wagered on their spread with it opening at minus seven and a half, jumped all the way up to nine and a half this week, and now it's back down to seven in some books, seven and a half most places. Once again, Vegas does not do that, my friends. Do not overthink this. Do not allow them to ship the line like that on you and make you think that now all of a sudden you need to hammer in the seven because it's going to go back up to 10 by kickoff. It will not. It is going to stay where it is or it will go up to eight again. It's not going to fly through the roof. I can promise you that. You hear me say it all the time. Say it with me yet again. Severe monetary liability the bills money line getting 85 percent of bets with 99 percent of money wagered on that money line at minus 353 and one thing that i've come to know in my short time handicapping nfl games is that when there is 90 plus percent of the money wagered on a money line and it is above minus 250 there is a severe severe chance that that team is going to lose outright i've seen it time and time again you've seen it time and time again it's why you're shaking your head and it all plays into severe monetary liability the books simply do not allow it to happen but if you don't believe me that's okay let the trends speak for themselves the football team 5-0 ATS last five games following an ATS win. 5-1 ATS last six games as a dog. And 4-1 ATS last five as a road dog. You can very easily, surfacely, find a ton of public trends for the Buffalo Bills. And I think that's why this number is exactly where it's at. Because they are going to love the public continue running to the boys in the blue and red and white sometimes too. And think that they're going to get the cover and it's simply not going to happen. Football team rebounds, they look good, and they get the cover plus eight and a half. I'm not playing the trends. I'm playing the money and the liability. Give me the football team. 
plus eight and a half. I think we can also start to put this Bills team into one of those teams that the public is going to love based off what they've done the last two years and their expectations this year. I think there's going to be, uh, like I said, I love the Bills, but I think they're overvalued once again. So there you go. That does it. There you have it. Your second one of the day. Now, partner, if you could be so kind, the rest from me are going to be three-star plays. That's my only two-star play of the weekend that I ended up hammering in early. Partner, please indulge us with the third official crew play. All right, I'll skip over this one because this is my next favorite one, and you, I like the other two just as much, but those ones I'll let you hammer through very nicely here. But we are going to the Seahawks and Vikings matchup in Minneapolis. We're taking the Minnesota. Point, Minnesota, and we are taking the Vikings. Nah, dude, that oh, that was ugly. You get it. We're, we're taking the Vikings up there, eh? <laughs> it's like there's some Mexican <laughs> accent sprinkled into that, though. <laughs> I, I usually have that one down. I need to fine-tune that one again. But anyways, we're taking the point and a half with the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings at home under Mike Zimmer. Throw out 2020. The throw it 18, out the window, throw eh? Throw it out the window. Throw it out the window, eh? <laughs> Why do I? All right. From no Sheboygan, no watching more. the Ryder Cup. <laughs> The Vikings are 35-21-1 ATS at home under Mike Zimmer. Sorry for all of you Wisconsin. I, I usually have that so much better. I don't know what happened, and now I've got some uh, you know, Mexican accent trickling into Vikings. it. <laughs> the Vikings last year at home without the home crowd struggled at home ATS. They are going to get back to rolling through these covers at home under Mike Zimmer. This home field advantage we talked about a couple days ago, this home field advantage Honestly, might be one of the best. It is one of the best. It it's, it's You could put it in the, the conversation in the best along with Green Bay, Kansas City, Seattle, a couple others that I'm blanking on. It is that good. It is that loud. They cannot. Arrowhead. Uh, Arrowhead I think I said Kansas City. Oh, yeah, yes, you did. <laughs> I cannot afford. The Vikings cannot afford to fall into an 0-3 hole. Uh, if this wasn't these two teams and it would be the same setup, I would probably take the money line on this one. But the Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks, always play whether it's together or and it would play in anyone else they play absolutely bizarre games so i'm gonna take that point and a half as are you because uh you know i could absolutely see the vikings losing by one point once again here uh but these teams are a lot closer than you might expect uh seattle obviously lost last week at home against the titans and uh this vikings team they can basically play with anybody i don't think they're gonna blow too many teams out i don't think they're gonna get, i don't think they're going to get blown out by many uh many teams at all this year their offense is competent enough to stay with anybody and their defense is confident enough to stay with anybody i do think the vikings get this one outright but uh in a uh bizarre matchup that typically has some wild shit happen and we'll take the point and a half here partner 150 percent concur with everything you just said and it's pretty doggone exactly same with what i was gonna say but these sharps is there a no- news announcement yeah but it leads into the next play so finish okay. the vikings so the sharps have taken their side 34 percent of bets wagered on the vikings spread plus one and a half with 57 percent of actual money wagered on this spread the trends speak for themselves the vikings at home and as a dog it matters minnesota 35 22 and 1 ats as a home team under mike zimmer since 2014 same stat under Mike Zimmer since 2014. They are 9-3 and three ATS as a home underdog. Minnesota is 48-28-1 ATS in non-conference games since 2014 under Zimmer. They're also 30-19 and 19 ATS as a dog overall under Zimmer and 32-15 and 15 ATS after a straight-up loss under Zimmer. They are incredibly, incredibly profitable in this spot, and this is a spot 
that you can afford to fade the Seattle Seahawks. 46, 46, and 5 ATS as an away team since 2010 under Pete Carroll. 20, 26, and 2 ATS as an away favorite under Carroll. They are 1 and 6 ATS their last 7 on the road and 1 and 5 ATS their last 6 as a road favorite. And Seattle. 1-6 ATS last seven games versus a team with a losing record. Ladies and gentlemen, do not overthink this one. Do not look at this line like Seattle had a terrific game against the Colts in week one, and then, oh my gosh, they were obliterating the Tennessee Titans in week one or in the first half in week two. How can this possibly be so low? It's because it is the Seahawks and the Vikings, and they are always insane. I can see the Vikings winning it outright or at the bare minimum losing by a point. Do not overthink it. Side with the Sharps and also the Sharp TTL crew. Vikings plus one and a half. You've been holding it in for a minute, partner. Okay, so I had to confirm here, but this one leads into our next play. So T. Higgins, uh, Trey Wayne's have been uh, questionable, but uh, T. Higgins is hold suited on, up. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start again. Well, so <laughs> T. Higgins, Cincinnati Too excited. Bengals. <laughs> Trey Wayne's, they've been questionable. Okay. They're back at practice today, but... Zach Daler does say that they will be doubtful on Sunday, but Ben Baby, who covers the Cincinnati Bengals for the ESPN, says, do I sense some gamesmanship here from the Bengals coach? And I do believe that might be the case because T. Higgins, mm. if he's at practice, I have to imagine he's going to go for one of the biggest games of their season. So that leads us into... Hell of a segue. The Bengals and the Steelers. We are taking yeah. the Bengals yeah. plus the four points. Hell yeah. Another one. Do not overreact, partner. O-V-E-R-R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N is this play. The Steelers offense is fucking terrible. Terrible. If you thought Ben Roethlisberger had cinder blocks on his feet throughout his entire career, he's got anvils on his feet now. His pectoral, I believe it's his left pec. His what? His left pec. He's got a what? He has a pec issue. Oh, we had. I didn't know he had those. Okay. Okay. Got I was like, well, did you not read the news? He has a pec injury. It does sound like he's going to play. I actually think they would be better off playing Mason Rudolph in this game. Maybe even if Ben Roethlisberger is healthy right now, because Ben Roethlisberger is a shell of himself. They literally said that he's going to have pain when he throws. He was already looking terrible throwing the ball this season, and now he's going to have even more pain. I guess it concerns me a little bit because Big Ben, whenever he has injuries, maybe he plays better, but I don't yeah. think that's going to be the case now. Uh, Big Ben is old, slow, and got a noodle arm, and this injury is not going to help at all. Having said all of that, I really like this Bengals team. Uh, Joe Burrow made a few rookie mistakes last week against your Bears. I think he cleans that up again uh, against the Steelers here. He's a gamer, and he's going to be ready to beat down the Steelers here. Wouldn't be shocked if they win this one outright, partner, but I'll take those extra four points here. 150%. Two key pit stops before the trends. The Sharps have taken their side clearly and convincingly. 40% of bets wagered on the Bengals, currently at plus three on most books. 40% of bets with 88% of actual money wagered on this spread. It opened at plus six for the Bengals, and the Sharps have bought it all the way down to three, my friends. Please, please, please buy in on the Bengals here. If you look below the surface and the names that these teams are, the Bengals hold an edge against the Pittsburgh Steelers in points per game, yards gained per game, yards allowed per game, time of possession, red zone, and penalties conceded. The only edge that the Pittsburgh Steelers hold against the Cincinnati Bengals. In the kicking department. Mm. Yeehaw, that's how you win games. Well, sometimes it is, but not going to be in this game, my friend. I absolutely love the Bengals here. 
trends to back it all up. Cincinnati 13 and 3 ATS last 16 games in week 3. Cincinnati is also 6 and 2 ATS last 8 following an ATS loss. Cincinnati Bengals 9 and 3 ATS last 12 following a straight up loss and 21 10 and 2 ATS last 33 September games. Pittsburgh 2-5 ATS last 7 following a straight-up loss. 1-4 ATS last 5 home games. And 0-4 ATS last 5 games as a home favorite. Pittsburgh is also 0-5 ATS their last 5 as a favorite overall. And like I said, they are fugues. Stay far away. We're hammering in and in. I suggest you do too. I might just have to get the doggone money line hit as well. Cincinnati Bengals, plus 3. Hammer it home. All righty, partner. I will let you take the bulk of the work on this one for the most part as well. Final play that we are together on. We are going to the divisional matchup. Huge matchup this weekend. Colts at Titans. And despite the QB concerns in Indy, we are taking the points with the Don't give horseshoe plus five Don't give and a, a half. I really do think this Colts defense is going to step up kind of what to what uh, we've been expecting them to do. Haven't been bad the first two weeks, but they just haven't quite stepped up to the level yep. that we expect them to. And I do think we are going to see that this weekend. I think it's going to be a gritty lower scoring affair here. Uh, you know, and I'll let you hammer home the rest, partner, because I know you have a lot more. You're a little much more. Not that I'm not confident. I just know that you are very confident in this one. I love this play. Don't give a damn who is the quarterback. First point. Second point. Everybody remembers the Tennessee Titans. Beautiful, brilliant, amazing comeback. You're right. I told you to hammer in that spread and their money line. It was a great play, but it is not this week because they forgot that they were getting their asses handed to them in the first quarter of that game and got their asses handed to them in week one at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Put a pin in that week one game. I got some stats I need to tell you about that. But point number three, the Tennessee Titans defense is still really, really, really bad. And they could not plug a hole in a sinking boat to save their fucking lives. They are 24th in total yards allowed 28th against the pass the secondary is still living up to its terrible name 13th against the rush and 30th in the nfl in points allowed per game they are nowhere near a five and a half six and a half four and a half whatever you want to call it favorite they're a pick em at best in this game and the sharps have already taken their side and as a matter of fact have taken their side since this monday 19 percent of bets wagered on the colts plus five and a half with a whopping 44 percent of actual money wagered on this spread 81 percent of bets on the titan spread you know the drill when they're all out there zigging the ttl crew is in here zagging the books have given the colts a point every week Three, then four, then five, then six. It is now dropped down to four and a half on FanDuel Sportsbook. Please, for us, not for us, for you. We want you to cash with us. Hammer in the Colts plus five and a half. And here come the trends. I told you, stick a pin in that week one game. We're taking it out. Let me take that paper back. Here it is. <laughs> Tennessee under Mike Vrabel. 11-14-1 ATS as a home team, and including this year, 6-9-1 ATS as a home favorite. What is so key about that home favorite under Vrabel is it is his worst cover rate out of any key category at 40% straight up. And not to mention, combating those stats, Indiana under Indianapolis, my fault, under Frank Reich, 15, 10, and 2 ATS as an away team. 8, 6, and 2 ATS as an away dog. That is a 60% and 57.1% cover rate. We'll get a little bit slower 
we'll get a little bit into the present. Tennessee 2 and 5 ATS last 7 following a straight up win 11 23 and 1 last 35 ATS after scoring more than 30 plus points in the previous game let down central the Colts 5 and 1 ATS last 6 on the road and you know I'm a homer for these 5 and 0 ATS last 5 games in week 3 ladies and gentlemen don't let it pass you by with the Colts who are 4 and 2 ATS the last 6 meetings between these two teams and 4 and 1 ATS the last 5 in Tennessee sounds like something else might be crazy cooking up but I'm going to tell you right now my friends hammer home with the TTL crew Indianapolis Colts plus four and a half it would seem to me as well that they know something we don't and that maybe Carson will be the starter either way like you said I don't think I care who's quarterback um last thing I will say is that uh I think people are overlooking that the Colts cannot afford to go 0 and 3 this almost if the Titans win this they basically I don't want to quite say it this early but they almost have the division locked up if they go 2 and 1 and the Colts Da-da. go 0 and 3 oh I know Da-da. oh I know Carson Wentz taking practice reps oh, today, baby. That's something else. Carson that I was Wentz to, is pal. out here taking practice reps. Okay. What are you excited about? Jason Pierre-Paul will not be playing for the Tampa Bay. Jason Pierre-Paul and Jaden Mickens out against the Rams, my friends. Don't let it go back to favorite money. Do not let it go back to favorite money, and do not fucking. I'll save it. I'll save, save it. it. I'll save, save it because it. it's my best. Please, please, please. Guys, get ready for this play. It it is going to knock your socks off, and you're not going to believe me, but I'm telling you, listen up. But we'll get there in a minute when we get back to my best bets. Now, that is all one, two, three, four, five best bets coming from the TTL crew, feeling extremely brave. Now, my partner has suddenly become sick to his stomach. (laughs) My partner has suddenly began to feel. I am almost physically That's how locked in we are together. I always know where you are. But this being said, my friends, now, Bears fans, Get ready to bear the fuck down for the first time, and hopefully I do have a waste can next to us in case projectile chunks start to fly out of this young man's face. But partner, this is not my play. This is not my juju. This is none of this. This We will not be worried about the golden rule of betting in the NFL. So partner, if you could be so kind, I just, I'm so excited to hear what's your sixth and final best bet of the weekend is, my friend. I'm not bullshitting you. I feel sicker right now than I did when we ate four donuts in 30 minutes. I feel sicker than I did then. Last bet of the day. This one is one of my favorites of the day. And I don't know how I'm going to feel while I'm watching this, but we're going to the Bears and Browns. And I am taking the points with the Chicago Bears plus seven and a half. The Browns. Bear down, uh, Chicago Bears. All right, sorry, all right, sorry, sorry. Don't worry. You can't do this to me. I might, I might back out if uh, by the end of this. The Browns are 3-6 and six ATS at home under Kevin Stefanski. I love the Browns this year, but as is the case with the last few years, they typically play down to lesser opponents. They play up to big opponents. So I think it's going to be a one-score game here. The Bears' run defense can slow down this Browns, or at least neutralize this Browns' rushing attack. Love the Browns' rushing attack. But it does appear right now that the Bears are going to hang their hats on stopping the run or at least slowing down the run. Concerned about the Bears' secondary going forward, but I think this is a matchup where you don't have to be too concerned about it. Browns don't hit too many deep balls. Jarvis Landry is out. Odell is questionable. I don't think that's going to concern me too much either. I think he's going to be a little rusty, but I think Justin Fields is going to do enough to cover here. If it was Andy Dalton, I I might still be interested in the Bears, but I, I wouldn't be as confident. I do think Justin Fields is going to make one or two plays to... At least get the cover. I'm not saying the Bears are going to get this win because uh, I don't really quite know how high power that offense is going to be. But 
I feel pretty damn confident with the plus seven and a half, the way these Browns have been uh, in spots like these. They don't cover big spreads, and I don't think it's going to be one of them, partner. No, I, I obviously am with you yeah. regardless. Um, and, and anytime I, I get a chance to back them when, when there's another analyst, analyst I definitely will. Um, I This is one of the ones that jumped off the board at me, and I instantly closed it, exited out of it, Every tab pushed it away. I said, "No fucking way." Am I this even? This was one looking? of the first ones I'm that like, jumped out I'm, to I'm me. I'm not even. I'm not even looking at this. I will not simply do it. And then I look to my left in the lab where partner sits, and he says, "Do I really fucking like the Bears plus seven and a half?" <laughs> and I said, "Holy shit! I'm back on. Here we go." So I can't uh, believe it. I am ecstatic. You know, I've already told you guys. We told you on Wednesday's show. If my partner, a staunch, staunch Green Bay Packers fan has the gumption to back our beloved Bears on the spread, I suggest you hammer that bad boy in, whether you're a Bears fan or not. Uh, it's moved around a little bit. I've uh, seen a few books tick it down to seven, but I think it's going to stick right around that seven and a half. I wouldn't go under seven. Yeah, I wouldn't go under seven. Uh, that the the six, yeah, six. Seems if it's like at seven, I would still number. take it yeah. at seven. Yeah, but definitely. But the seven and a half. Something to think about, and I too do to do believe that uh, the defensive line is going to bow up against that yeah. run game. And, you know, OBJ might be back. Secondary showed me enough, man. I think Eddie gets back. Eddie Jackson, that being, gets back to his all-pro, all-star level. I think we do see Eddie Goldman back on the field now. I think we're back in action this week. Honestly, like, I'm, seeing. This, I'm not putting money line whatsoever. It no, really wouldn't it shock wouldn't me if they, if they figured out wouldn't how to win. Me. Wouldn't surprise it wouldn't me at all. Me. And I'm... You know, if you know me, I've been talking about Justin Fields. If you've been a fan of the TTL pod, for fuck's sakes, you heard me on the night he got drafted. You've heard me talk about him before he was even in the Bears. I didn't even know he was in the Bears' radar. I was talking about this kid from Suwanee, Georgia, who I cannot freaking wait to see in the NFL. I don't care what team he plays for. Now he's a fucking Chicago Bear. He's the busiest man in the freaking city right now, and he is absolutely loving every minute of it. I love the electricity I'm feeling out of the, the stadium right now, and I can't wait. You love my electricity over here? I love it. I love it. And uh, even uh, though we got to go to the dog uh, pound, I don't think that's any problem so. at all. Uh, this Browns defense has really underwhelmed so sure. far we were extremely high on them and we admit when we're wrong and that was kind of a spot I think a lot of wrong. these defenses are going to improve second half of yeah the season. i definitely think so i just think because uh, teams are getting smart teams are reading warren yeah. sharp season preview <laughs> and uh utilizing psm and i really PA. think they are though like I, not I, even fucking kidding I, they need to because yeah. he fucking it's insane <laughs> what he has in there and it literally if you apply this you will get better it is not that hard so that's kind of the magic potion if you will of the nfl this year is add a shitload of play action add a shitload of pre-snap motion confuse the fuck out of opponent defenses and let it ride don't run on second and 10 like david cully last night yeah, when what you're in the hell are you 2. doing 5 what are you carry. doing that is the one guy that had doesn't know who the fuck warren sharp is yeah don't be scared to pass the ball on first down everything but that all being said odell I, I sorry yeah. oh it doesn't appear that odell is expected to play Okay, so I'm honestly not too worried about it. No injury status. Um, you know, he's been fighting, battling, scrapping to try and get back to playing. Yep. I, I'll eat my words, folks. I told you we didn't. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna see him in a Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I thought their uniform again this year. I thought there was more behind that. I'll eat my words. I'm man enough to admit it. I it apologize. It's fishy. I can't hate on it you for real fishy, that, but, saying that. Hey, it looks like he's gonna be uh, gonna be back in here. So I can't imagine he's gonna be 100% full go though. He might be healthy. He I might just be a don't... decoy. Yeah. be a decoy yeah. for crying out mm -hmm. loud and he'll probably be on a snap count so i'm not don't 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 read into that and take the bears plus the seven and a half partner 
Anything else you need to add about your six? No, sir. All right, my friend. Friends, we have one final play. Back to my best NFL bets of the day. We have discussed all five of the crew plays. Now, before we flash the final recap graphic on the screen, we have one final best bet to get through, my friends. And I just told you about this, and I about come out of my doggone chair telling you guys about this. And we have big news. Big news. JPP and also um, Mr. Jaden Mickens, yeah, Mickens will not be playing in Sunday's game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Call me crazy. Call me what you want. But I suggest you just be confident and back this three-star play with me. The Rams money line. I am taking the Los Angeles Rams money line. Please, folks, please do not waste your survivor pool picks on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do not waste your pick'em picks on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There is no way they win this game, and I will explain to you a few key reasons. Please. If you've heard, raise your hand for me. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, the Super Bowl defending champions, are underdogs in week three to the Rams when they lost to them last year, especially how bad that defense has looked. <laughs> well, if that defense has looked so fucking shitty for LA, and if Tom Brady is just absolutely destroying teams, and they're just going to be right back to the Super Bowl. Don't you think this should be at least five? Three least and a half, four. Three and a half, four. Somewhere in that ballpark. Not a pick em, where they opened up as dogs. And, oh, wow. After crazy public buy-in, seeing the Bucks as a dog. Oh, my gosh. It moved to minus one and a half. And it's dropped down to minus one again. The books have you in the palm of their hands. Stop playing into the Buccaneers. Anybody who said that that line was a setup at open got set up themselves, and I will not be doing it this week. I am hammering, hammering, hammering the Los Angeles Rams money line. A couple key reasons outside of that. Sharps have clearly, clearly taken their side. Tampa Bay at minus one is getting 68% of bets, 67% of money on the spread. You move your attention to the money line. Los Angeles Rams at plus 105, getting 33% of bets with 58% of actual money wagered on this game. The Sharps know they do not need the extra point backing, much like the Vikings game. They do not need it here. They know that the money line is the firm side to play and that the Rams are going to get it done by at least a field goal, if not more. If you do not believe me on all of that, please, my friends, do not overthink this. Do not try and dissect and analyze and go deep in everything that you're going to find on this game because it does not matter. This is a sharp play. I've said it once on this show already today. You just got to have a set of cojones and get ready to back the TTL crew and most especially yours truly, Colt 45. All that being said, you know I always close it with the trends. Tampa Bay. 1-7 ATS last eight week three games. 1-4 hmm. ATS last five games following a straight-up win of 14 or more points. The Rams, 11-2 ATS last 13 after an ATS loss. 9-4 ATS last 13 September games. 5-2 ATS last seven home games. And the Rams, in the last seven meetings with Tampa Bay, they are 6-1 straight up. And they are 7-1 ATS in the last eight meetings overall. You do not need to take the point. You do not need to worry about it. 
I just wanted to hammer in the ATS trends because I do believe, my friends, that this line is going to flip again by game time. And especially if any more sharp money comes in on this spread, the books are instantaneously going to take it to plus one to the Buccaneers so they can re-get a shitload more of severe monetary liability and then flip it once again before game time and make you all thought that you had the right play. So please, please do not fall into that trap. This is a sharp handicapping play. This is the value I provide to you. Please, hammer it in. There's very few people you're going to find that have the cojones to do this, but I do, my friends. My sixth and final best bet of the NFL card this weekend, Los Angeles Rams, money line. I will be right there with you, my man. I am all over this one as well, and it makes it feel so much sweeter. Obviously, I don't want injuries to happen, but these injuries for the Tampa Bay Bucks ain't nothing, man. No, they not. are actually pretty damn significant. JPP and uh, Mickens and potentially even Antonio Brown. I love it all. I had this money line locked in on Tuesday, by the yes, way. Yes, sir. And, uh, so. <laughs> you know, it's not nothing that the Tampa Bay Bucks got to travel across the freaking country after uh, two home games I do believe they've had. As soon as I saw three people say... Tom Brady is an underdog in the Super Bowl defending Bucks. I, I saw three people say it within like two scrolls on Twitter, and I was like, Rams money line. Fuck it. I don't even have to look into anything. And then I started looking into his stuff, and it was like, yep, this is the side I should be on. No question. We are taking the sharp side. Atlanta also played him pretty damn close until the last 10 minutes of that game where Matt Ryan absolutely collapsed. That was collapsed. not a 21-point game. No. They were only Matt down Stafford by three. Is, Matt Stafford ain't going to collapse. He ain't going to collapse. Ryan. He has weapons. This is not Detroit Lions, nope. Matt Stafford, my friends. So, hey, call me crazy now. Feel free to call me later, bitches. You know the drill. All right, there we have it. it. Every single one of the TTL Cruise NFL best bets. If you missed anything, you got anything confused, let's flash them back up on the screen for you one final time today. The TTL Cruise NFL best bets of the weekend. One more time. Turn your attention to the left side of your screen over yonder. I am having a hell of a time pointing today. My best bets. Lining up with my partner, so we'll call them Crew Plays. Colts. Plus five and a half. Colt on the Colts. Plus five and a half. Bengals plus four. Chargers plus six and a half. Vikings plus one and a half. And Washington football team plus eight and a half. I am on. Partner is backing me as well. Los Angeles Rams money line. And my partner is on. I am backing him as well. The Chicago Bears plus seven and a half. Folks, please do your line shopping. And do not be afraid to fade the public yet again. And for the final time on episode number 132. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's TTL crew and weekend best bets in it. Whatever the current line is on your favorite sports book. Okay, partner. Wowza. Wowzer, kapowzer. We done, done did it and got done through it. You sure did. Holy smokes, holy cow. I don't know about you, but I feel as though we have a couple of cards I think so. here this weekend. I now, do believe. A couple of things uh, before we get into Mr. Armag's sidebar. A couple of uh, key things here. Um, if you guys have any questions, any games we did not cover, you were expecting us to have a play out of or something you might have your eye on, you know, we always love to connect with you guys. Drop it in the chat. We'll be more than happy to uh, check out what you guys are thinking, give you our honest opinions. That all being said, 
told you a few times throughout the show, and I recently started doing it last week, was uh, my star plays. So, I have three two-in-one star plays. Now, my three star plays, hammer the piss out of them. Go absolutely crazy, it don't matter. Two star plays, there was, I am extremely confident, but how I like to explain it is that, much like the football team, the defense, eh, take a star away. Um... Second, if if I liked the Titans this week, secondary in Tennessee would take a star away. Mm -hmm. Small little things, but I still have supreme confidence in them. And not even the Colts, because they're a three-star play for me, so I can't even use that. But where I still have supreme confidence, but I still, there's just a little question mark. Now, my one-star plays. These are the plays that I don't bring to the pod. They're the plays that I see. I say there's no effing way that this can't happen. I kind of have half of a public hat on, I feel like, sometimes. But it's typically not like one of those big games it where it's crazy. like massive public type For stuff. For instance, this weekend, UCLA versus Stanford. There you go. That's a good I one. like UCLA minus the five, minus four and a half. I'm not confident enough to bring it to you guys on the pod. And Who are they playing you, again, sir? They're playing Stanford. Stanford. Cardinal. I'm not confident if anything, here's what I want to get clear to. Anything that I tell you on this pod, my real fucking money goes on it. I don't make a fucking bullshit pick and tell you to put your money on it and then say, oh, it lost, sorry, uh-oh. No, I don't do that shit. So <laughs> my money is going to be on it. I promise you my money is on every single damn one of these plays. Now, you know I do my volume betting with college and we go bigger. I already told you my units for the weekend. We go bigger on the NFL. That's how we do it. That's how we stay profitable. Anything you see, my money is on. Now, that being said, back to the one-star plays. UCLA. I found terrible trends for UCLA. Mm -hmm. I don't like UCLA anymore. I think the Cardinal potentially wins this game. But me personally, what I first saw is UCLA having a game. UCLA absolutely destroying them. And they're, even though everything in the world I have now found has told me to run in the opposite fucking direction. There is something right here in this heart of hearts that says mm -hmm. the sissy blue train <laughs> and Chip Kelly's visor comes out fucking yep. swinging against mm -hmm. the Cardinal. So I have to put a half unit on it. I have to at least do it. I'm not confident in it. I don't know necessarily that they cover that minus five. I don't. But I still like it at the same time. Another one, FIU. Both of us. We're both on it. Plus 10. I love FIU. They're a powerful team, but, oh boy, hold on, hold on, I'll get there. They're a powerful team, but the Chippewas have chapped my ass a few times this year, Central Michigan. So I'm kind of fading the Chippewas, but the Chippewas have great trends. I don't want to be on the wrong side. I don't want you guys to be on the wrong side, but I cannot watch it go by and not have my money on it. So again, half unit, one star play, FIU plus 10. So that's kind of how those work. If you see those in my action app or you hear me talk about them on the show as my one, two, and three star plays, that is how I ranked them. Now, Panther star Christian McCaffrey is expected to miss a few weeks. Sources say as the team continues to run tests on his hamstring injury suffered ah, last night. IR is ah. not the plan as of now, so that's good news. But good. it does sound like a few weeks, and rookie Chuba Hubbard is the next man up. 
I'm gonna piggyback my on uh, my dumbass yeah. dropped Chuba last week. I know it's gonna be a feasting. That was so fucking gonna dumb. be a feeding it, frenzy. It, honestly, I don't know, man. He didn't look that good. He did not look that good. He but I mean, he's still worth a pickup, though. He's worth a pickup, but he didn't he, look that great. He's though. worth a pickup, but uh, I feel like what's gonna happen is gonna be that Elijah Mitchell situation. Yeah, Everybody's maybe. going to. Oh my gosh, Elijah Mitchell, we have to go. And then me, me and you <laughs> stay tentative. Me and you yeah. were like, ah, you die. Yeah. That is still the San Francisco 49ers uh-huh. backfield. And now look what happened. They don't have a running back still for this upcoming week. Last time I checked, yeah, I know. so um, a little bit to question, question there. But other thing I was going to add, yeah. uh, as far as what you're talking about with college football, my the one that I have like that is Arkansas. I believe I caught them plus five and a half. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, there's Who a few, in, yeah, there's a few injuries for Arkansas, but they are at home against Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M is a little. Fugazi, as far as a top 10 team, I still think they're really good, but people are kind of putting them as that next group right after the old Alabama-Georgia type stuff there, and I don't think they're quite there yet. And Arkansas has really, really impressed me, impressed me, absolutely destroyed Texas. But like you, there's a few things pointing me in the wrong direction or telling me to run the opposite way, but there's just something in my damn heart that says Arkansas is going to cover, so I didn't want to bring it to the pod, but... Uh, Still going to be in my bed slip. It is Woo, already in my bed. It's so big. Uh, yeah, I do believe uh, I'm exactly in that same boat yeah. with you with, uh, with the uh, Razorbacks this weekend. But uh, AJ Terrell, Russell Gage, and Frank Darby all out for the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. So you heard us not talk about that. Something to think about there, too. Okay, my friends, all of you that have sticked around, stuck around, stuck around. this long. Thank you so much. Bottom of our hearts. We still got a little bit more before we wrap up here. You know, we always go longer. These are usually the hour and a half to two hour shows. We don't care. We love connecting with you. We love giving you everything we have. So first item to take care of. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 132 of the TTL pod on this absolutely fucking gorgeous September 24th, 2021. I've got nothing crazy today, partner, but just another, uh, I believe it was last week, and now it's time for another update on the MLB standings, wildcard races, division races. As far as division races, Tampa Bay, my White Sox have it locked up, and Houston seem like they uh, just about have it locked up. They might be days away from actually locking it up. Same thing with the Brewers, but the San Francisco Giants and the LA Dodgers. Giants Mm -hmm. have a Mm one-game lead. Both of these teams will be in the playoffs, but... The loser of that game is going to be playing, uh, you know, what appears to be the St. Louis Cardinals in a one-game playoff against the Red Hot. And uh, Cardinals don't have it locked up. They've got a a four-and-a-half game lead over the fucking Phillies, five-and-a-half over the Reds, six over the Padres. Can you say fucking collapse on the Padres? What the fuck happened to them, dude? I don't know what happened. Holy cow. Yeah, we stopped. Yeah, I, I, we didn't stop paying attention to baseball, but we stopped, you know, diving in as deep as we did. And the Cardinals get red hot. The Padres get red uh, ice cold. NL East, the Braves lead the Phillies by two games. The uh, loser ain't going to be in the wild card race unless one of them can catch the Cardinals. But uh, those two teams play each other coming up here. Uh, but the wild card, I mentioned the Cardinals got a four and a half game lead. Just about got a locked up 12 game win streak. They're the hottest team in baseball. Paul Goldschmidt is hammering baseballs, yes, but yes, the AL wild card Absolute race partner is on our, yeah. on our uh, Twitter yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the AL wild card is an absolute, I don't even know what word to use here. It is a insane. mess, insane, insane roller coaster ride. We're going to see Boston's got that top spot only by two games, though. So they yep. locked in. Yep. Yankees are sitting there right now in that second spot, only one game up of Toronto, and everyone's saying, oh, two AL East teams. 
Hold the phone, partner. These Seattle Mariners are only two games out of the wild card. You mean card. to tell me the legend of Chris, Chris Flexen could ride That's through the I'm postseason? Saying. That is what I am saying You to mean you. to tell me I'm going to have an opportunity to back my that boy in the I'm postseason? Saying. That is what I'm saying. Oh, baby. The Oakland A's are four oh, games out, boy. but they are a little cold right now. But this Mariners team, I do believe they've got five wins in a row. They've still got the A's. they got the Angels, uh, A's, then Angels once again. Damn. And uh, these AL East teams play each other. They could beat up on each other cannibalize yeah. themselves yeah. and uh i do think the red sox red sox should have it locked up because i think they still have uh the orioles on their schedule orioles and nationals on their schedule they've got the yankees here so if the yankees can get hot i know they've got the yankees have all three of these al east teams red sox rays and jays so the yankees could be make or break or they will be make or break off of that but yeah i think it's going to be a little cannibalization yeah. and if the mariners win you know, six Dope. of these games Dope. of their last nine, Mariners might slip in and have a one-game playoff with the Red Sox, man. You I'm get out, hey, we get I'm out, rooting for it. We get out for a month and shit just starts hitting the fan over there, man. Blue Jays got hot, and now they're kind of the pulling back the reins, kind of just floating right up in there. Hey, but also on that same track, we I said it time and time again, and the proof is now officially in the pudding. We never claim to be MLB experts. Um, we've actually kind of um, had some sidetracks and side, side thoughts on MLB for next year, kind of um, already putting together a strategy for next year to be way more profitable because going on the money line and run line, it does not fucking matter what nope. you find. It, There's it a is, few people that can nail it, but sure, but it's slim. It's but it far is between. Just, it's so hard not to go 50%, and we're already proving it through the first <laughs> two weeks of NFL and first three weeks of college yeah. football that this is this is what we handicap. We are experts in here. Everybody has been zigging, and if you've been following them, you've been losing your money, and we've been zagging, and we've been winning our money. So, I mean, not to continue to toot our own horns there, but uh, we – this we never have done anything we didn't claim to do right. so there you go and then before you know it nba college basketball right around the corner it is going to be just a as much in our wheelhouse passion affair actually those two are even better than what our current nfl and college yeah. football records are so nba uh, at least on the action app is my number one yeah uh college basketball would be for me i absolutely love me some college basketball you know me yeah. I'll, I'll bet some big sky basketball mm -hmm. in the middle of a wednesday afternoon <laughs> you you know me oh, in my man, college basketball wait. baby i cannot fucking wait so all that being said my friends couple oh appreciate you for your of course sidebar partner as always thanks for getting us updated there on the uh, current playoff race for the mlb couple of updates here now tomorrow morning First official UFC blog will be available from yours truly. Now, still kicking around a few things. I uh, spent a good majority going through the numbers trend shit for NFL and college football yesterday. So that took a little bit of time. Um, haven't gone super duper deep for the UFC yet. But I do have pretty much my card laid out. What I'm going to do for the blog. I'm going to do prelims, main card, and then I'll do props and punts. So I just kind of came up with this while we were about to segue into this. So my props will be, I've been kind of experimenting. I'm starting to pick up in those markets, uh, the method of victory props, the round total props, all that kind of jazz. I'm going to look through some stuff like that as to not to just give you guys money line plays sure. like everybody else. That also punts, props, and punts, the punts, we might have a huge, 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 huge underdog, maybe a plus five. 350 or higher underdog that I think is worth a severe punt, at least a 10 or $20 punt at the bare minimum if you don't want to burn through your whole bankroll. But I'll be writing about those. And then I do believe, since a lot of people do the picks and analysis and everything, I'm going to keep those to like 
three sentences, four sentences maximum. I'm not going to absolutely obliterate you guys with analysis, but what I will do for those of you who are fight fans, want to know a little bit more, the second half of the newsletter, maybe five to seven standard paragraphs, somewhere in there, I'll talk about, and what I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it outside the fence. So basically what's going on, like, what the fuck was Nick Diaz saying yeah. yesterday in the damn interview? And holy shit, this happened at the weigh-ins. Or, or there's really not anything going on between these this, this fight. I think you guys should tune in. It's going to be one of the, the fights of the nights. I'll kind of give my own analysis sure. of, if you will, and if there's any outside storylines or anything that might be playing into that. So I'll call that outside the fence. That'll be the second half of the uh, picks and analysis, everything like that. So you'll see that uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, get to banging on that, and then uh, you guys will have that. Because I honestly was sick and fucking tired of typing out all my analysis on the imagine. action app, trying imagine. to do all that with my fingers, and then do last week, smashing out, smashing out, smashing it out, save, save, back to the fucking bet slip, Gone. 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 I mean, I'm telling you, I typed three paragraphs 15 <laughs> fucking times and they deleted it. I, I, I about jumped off my balcony. Oh, speaking of balcony, mm. balcony mm. bets. No, my partner's got some new uh, video ideas he's cooking up in his head, but I got a new little Twitter video segment I'm going to bring to you. Might be bringing it to you tomorrow or maybe this afternoon. I'm not too sure exactly what I'm going to do, but balcony bets, my friends. Uh, you'll be able to see it on Twitter, maybe, no, probably just Twitter. Um, what I'll do is I will select three of my three-star plays. So one from college football, one from NFL, and then maybe I'll toss in a UFC play too. So maybe we'll do it like all across the board, um, Saturday morning. So I got a pretty sweet balcony, got some pretty sweet views, Not bad. got some different things cooked up in mind, if you will. So I'll meet you on my balcony with three three-star plays that I'll, I'll say go ahead and parlay them, if you will. They're my whale plays, my shark mm. plays, my super sazzler, dazzler, razzler, 50% <laughs> off, lifetime, smacker, shacker, no squares allowed plays. You know, those special pick packages that we always like to dish out. Uh, that, that's what I'll be doing. So you guys will be able to see that, uh, balcony bets. And then also told you a little about maybe a little bowls and bets too, but only CBD around here, only CBD. That's all, that's all we worry about here on this side of the, the table. But that all being said, if you haven't yet, we do, uh, have another show that you got to know about, uh, wise words podcast, go check it out. Uh, I got to tell you all this stuff before we see you again on Monday. Uh, episode number three was recorded this past Monday and released on Wednesday with the legendary David Behrman, the deputy editor of sports betting at ESPN. We talked about shit we didn't even know existed with that man. Mm -hmm. I have watched it three times over again to rehear what he said, and I picked up something new every single time. Also, episode two with Preston Johnson, absolute electric factory with him too. Tons and loads of analysis. And then nuclear power plant on episode one yep. with the legendary 13-time world champion handicapper deliver of winning days las vegas's biggest daily sports better joe d'amico uh we actually have uh, gone back and forth with him a few times since and uh, planning to have him back on again on the near future we actually have guests booked up all the way through october so we got some big names coming up some guys we can't wait to uh share the connections that we've made early on in the uh, journey here and i cannot wait to bring these to you guys so check out wise words hit that playlist button go check out the wise words uh podcast or you can also find it on your favorite podcast directory seven minutes until the top of the hour let's get things wrapped up here my friends but before we do go to this episode's description hit that link tree you're ever looking for anything ttl 
You can find it right there. TalkingTheLine.com, all of our social platforms, and all of our additional content. You'll be able to find our best bets on the website or on the action app at cash underscore with underscore Colt at our mags in all caps, talking the line best bets at talking the line. There you go. There you have it. Before you get rolling, partner, you plugged your own blog. I got to get my Packers oh, extra cheddar shit, action. Shit. What am I doing out here, my friend? I was hoping to have I my think friend. it's going to come out today. I I've been waiting on it. I saw that this morning. And I, no, no, that's all right. Totally I'm, I think it's going to come out today, this afternoon. My only hesitation is that I was hoping to have a few more options oh, I available. Oh, I remember you said the props markets, yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's I might I mean. even keep it tight because I've got a couple that I've already wrote out that I love. I might even keep it to that because the 49ers, as we've as we talked about, have me concerned. So maybe if, it'll come out today, worst case tomorrow. If you didn't know, uh, my partner's Packers props blog and then some in between calls it extra cheddar didn't do it last week because we did a standalone on monday absolutely didn't need to do it we uh had everything there so he'll be diving through again he's been very very profitable with his favorite team in the props market so he's gonna keep dishing it out again might see it today might see it tomorrow hey hey, relax let let the markets open up you get sure you you get it to us tomorrow no problem i got the two that i really like though so all right so maybe if he only likes the two he hammers it in today maybe he likes more he hammers in tomorrow either way you're gonna see extra cheddar and you're gonna see colt ufc blog as well so there you go all right one final pit stop my friends you know the drill you know the deal something no other podcast in this industry does and once again if you found them give them our number give them our name we'd love to connect with them but that all being said, time to uh, close out this show and send you into your weekends with my Motivation Minutes. Now, I told you at the top of the show, and this is actually something really special to me as well and something that I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people in the past um, on. And, and if you've had a conversation with me before and you tuned into this, you might hear some similar things that I've said in the past, but I think it's so damn important to know and I want to challenge you guys, as I always do with my my Friday motivation minutes, to apply this to your life over the weekend here. And not just over the weekend, on Monday, and then through the week, and for the rest of your damn life, as far as I'm concerned. Because it's extremely valuable to do so. And if you haven't read the description, today's message is on the difference between hearing and listening. And there's a very, very, very distinct difference. And if your eyebrows kind of went up like this, you might be on the wrong side of the mindset there, my friend. Because there is a very, very, very distinct difference between hearing and listening. Now, let me give you a baseline, somewhere to start. When's the last time you've been driving, you're cruising, going down the highway, you got some tunes going on, and they're in the background, and let the last five seconds of the song you realize oh shit that was sweet emotion by aerosmith how the fuck did i miss that whole song what's going on you were just hearing it it was just being heard by what was around it was additional noise to make you feel some sort of fulfillment and i'll come back to that stick a pin in that fulfillment but not full not completely you don't really remember it all remember that little bit but you don't really remember it all so how about listening you're driving down you're screaming at the top of your lungs that song sweet emotion (laughs) the wind's blowing through we're having a beautiful day you're singing every word on key on two no i'm jamming it on my way home today probably You're listening to it. And I know I'm a beautiful singer. I know, baby. That's why I'm a podcaster. I'm not a fucking singer. (laughs) 
but you're listening. You're hearing every single beat, every single snare, every single piano key, every stroke of that piano. You're finding the fulfillment in those notes, in those lines. You are feeling a sense of fullness inside of you because of what that song is doing to you. Now, that's a baseline, something for you to think about. I'm already jamming, A little bit of a <laughs> rabbit hole to go down, but let's go a little bit bigger scale. Where can you apply this in your day-to-day -day life through your weekend? Okay. You got to go to Walgreens this afternoon, Target, Kmart, Walmart, whatever you want. I don't Dunkin' Donuts, I don't care. I challenge you. I challenge you because it might just blow their fucking mind too. Whoever your cashier is, whoever that clerk is, whatever. When they ask you how you're doing today, you don't just say good. I'm doing good. How about you? And you don't really care. And you hear them say, yeah, good here. You hear them. You hear them, but you don't really care. You're not interested in listening. I dare you. Whenever they say, how are you? You use something crazy. You can use my word. I am doing spectacular. How are you? One, that's going to get them to go, he said, who, what? Spectacular. And if they just say, oh, I'm good, I challenge you. Really, are you good? Really, is everything good? And see what they say. See what they come back with. And if just maybe perchance, they have a second to maybe want to share something with you, slow the fuck down, stop, and listen. Don't just hear what they're saying. Listen. And you can even go further and deeper into that. Your interactions with your family, with your boss, your coworkers, whatever the case might be. Don't just be in that moment. Hear what they're saying and, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Get into the next moment of your day and then realize you were listening to nothing that person was saying. You heard everything they were saying. But you have no idea what you're actually supposed to do because you were not listening. There is a very, very, very d distinct difference. And it takes one key thing. And it's actually part of my five piece. And it's presence. It's being right here, right now, in the moment. No other questions. No other qualms. You're not in the future. You're not in the past. You're not spinning on other different things right here in the moment. You are in this moment. And you are listening to what that person is saying. Slow down. Don't try and respond as fast as you can and have the best counter argument or best answer in the world. Because generally, most of the times, those answers don't matter a damn. And that person didn't want to hear it anyway. Because all they needed you to do was listen. So remember, not for me, my friends, for you. For this weekend, through next week, for the rest of your life. There is a very distinct difference between hearing and listening. And I hope you choose to be on the right side of those starting today. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Sorry, dude. I was jamming to a sweet Fuck emotion off. in my head. What was Fuck that about? <laughs> I'm just messing. No, great stuff, dude. Fantastic Appreciate stuff. It, I won't spend too much time. We're two hours here. Yeah, holy shit. I uh, did not realize we were cooking along that hard. Two-hour show. Uh, yeah, it happens on Fridays, man. Sure College does. football, NFL. We get to talking about other shit. We always like to have some banter, too. So, hey, 
all of you that stuck around for the longest amount of time or if you uh, watch the recorded version later, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate the absolute hell out of you guys. No idea why you stick around and uh, listen to all of us talk about all of our insights. Now, actually, I do. You love cash and tickets, and we appreciate the absolute mess out of you guys. I cannot say thank you enough. We literally get up every morning excited to turn on the streaming button and just chat with you guys for hour, two hours, however long it goes. So enough talking for now. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so you can come right back around the bin on Monday for episode number 133. We got Monday Night Football, Cowboys versus Eagles. You best believe we'll have all of our best bets, picks, and props for that. But for now... Hammer in today's best bets of the day, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, from myself and Mags. Thank you so much, again, for taking time out of your day, spending your hard-earned time and energy with us. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate every single moment that you choose to. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you, thank you, thank you. Outside of that, you know the drill. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have any other plans. A terrific weekend filled with nothing but good vibes and ticket cashing. And if you're riding with the crew, you're definitely going to get one of those. The rest is up to you. For now, my friends, we will see you on Monday. Have a terrific, terrific, terrific weekend. And as always... Let's cash some tickets. Bear down. Go pack go, baby.